0: Let's Go Blues Radio is powered by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Make your balls a priority this fall.
1: Get ready. To hear some noise tonight! You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio.
2: Let's have a Brook! Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like (laughs) Corp? Are we suspended?
1: I, I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right.
2: Selfish hockey.
0: What did I tell you about stick tape?
2: You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh?
1: You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys.
0: Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, Happy New Year. Let's get the hell out of 2020. Uh, Welcome to Season 9, Episode 16 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated but never duplicated the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Your balls will thank you. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. This is franchise episode number 282 all the time. Your hosts tonight are yours, truly Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. So to interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show's account on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can get all of our social media accounts on our website at letsgoblues.com. Uh, we are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. So thank you for joining us. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. Uh, and like I said, the website is stlouisblues.com, where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some uh, cool St. Blues themed T-shirts and stickers that help support the show. Bill and Jeff, how was your uh, your Christmas, guys? Welcome back. We had a week off.
1: Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah. We still had a show, for those who don't well, know. We, did live, we had a live show. show. We had a live show off, right, right. Yeah, we. Uh, we if you didn't hear it, we uh, had a, an Alexander Steen special last week. Which, Speaking of Alexander Steen, Bill Day, how you doing over there? <laughs>
2: mm. Bill's showing well, up. I am. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I don't think I even got the name in, in the picture. Um, <laughs> you didn't? Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, perfect. Uh, for I'm, those I'm that all can't about see, really uh, good Bill,
1: Bill has uh, Bill has an Alexander Steen jersey on. There it is. There you go, Steener.
2: Better. <clears throat> yep, I uh, I I realized you know I did wear it when I uh, filmed my uh, <clears throat> my little piece for that show. Um, so thought tonight's going to be the perfect night to, to break it out.
1: Well played. Well yeah, done. I'm, I'm, I, uh, under my uh, dress shirt, I'm actually wearing my Ryan O'Reilly captain jersey. So, uh, But I didn't want to show that off yet. I don't want to show off to anybody watching the show. We might get jealous. Uh, but no, Christmas was great. Um, the only problem I had, which I, I messaged both of you right away when it happened on Christmas Eve, and those listening to the show that like the reverse retro will will appreciate this. I did not. My father-in-law... Gave my mother-in-law her first blues jersey, and she was very excited. Uh, so let, let's play by play real quick. She opens it up, and she says, oh, a Bennington jersey. And I was like, good job, Mike. Very nice. And then he goes, yeah, wait until she pulls it out of the box. <laughs> so then he, she pulls it out of the box, and it's the reverse retro, the the red <laughs> And I just was like, no, 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 no. So and when he first thing I did was message both of you and said, "Guess what my father in law just bought."
0: So when he said, "Wait until <laughs> she pulls out of the box," was he <clears throat> expecting you to be excited about it, or was it more of a?
1: No, he he knows I hate those jerseys. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, when when it came out, I told him how much I hated it, and my mother in law was like, "I think they're kind of cool," and I'm like, "That's because you suck." You don't, you don't, no, it's fine to like those jerseys. It's just, to me, it doesn't look like a hockey jersey. And especially with that being her first hockey jersey,
0: Yeah.
1: uh, just come on, get the, get the original, get the, the winter classic one, get something cooler. Come on. Even the, the retro from last year, get something that retro,
0: get something that 80% of the fan base doesn't hate. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So I know that as soon as, you know, we can start going to games, she's even said like, oh, we're, we're going to take the whole family. We're all going to go to a blues game. And I'm like, she's going to wear that fucking Jersey and it's going to piss me off the whole night. Too much red, (laughs) too much red. Uh, Anyway, Anyway, any, any hockey related stories from you two?
0: No, not really. No, that was. I mean, we. I have. I, well, I mean, I. I did get some hockey related gifts. So there's, there's that. I guess so. In the same vein as what your story just was. So yes, <laughs> with full gamut of no to yes there. Um, but uh, but yes. Uh, but speaking of uh, uh gifts, why don't we open up the gifts? That, that. Uh, well, let's start off with. We want to start off with Jeff. We want to go with yours first.
1: Uh, why don't we just uh, start with uh, yeah, Kurt, open your presents first. Right. So we I'm all just... bought each other gifts for those of you. Uh not, okay, well, we kind of fucked Bill over. Bill had no idea this yeah. was happening. I, I wanna and, yeah.
0: Well we didn't well Jeff and I didn't know this was happening either. I I yeah I, I went by and I dropped off a couple I dropped off something at Jeff and at Jeff's house and Bill's house. I almost said Jeff and Bill's house like you guys live together. Um we used to <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, and then uh, pondy goes oh i got something for you guys too i'm like oh
1: i didn't okay whatever um so i had something for both of you that like i was planning on just bringing to you next time we did a show together okay. and i was all like right. man you know what once you dropped it off i was like that could be 6 months from now so could be. i'm just going to go ahead and bring it out to them you live all the way out in south county you live all the so, way out in Edwardsville.
0: It's a whole it's it's a whole 15 minutes away from uh, Amy's house when I'm out there, so it's the, you're like way away, way far away.
1: By the way, good lord, you guys talk about how close you two live to each other. Holy cow, you really are like 3 minutes away. Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> and it would be it'd be closer if if it was a road that went directly to our houses.
2: Yeah,
1: you right. Drive around. Yeah, you got to go through it. you got to go through a subdivision. Yeah. So yeah. And, and there's
0: a, there's, a, there's a there's a there's woods between our two subdivisions basically. Uh, more or less. Right. So,
2: right. I could I could walk to his house in five minutes through those through the the woods in the field. You know, if if I wasn't afraid that I would be eaten by I, a that was my <laughs> first. <laughs> that
1: was my first time at at Bill's house. So yeah, I drove to Bill's, then I drove to Kurt's, and I was like, man. I mean, no wonder Bill always used to go over to Kurt's. Is
0: this a, is this a open uh the gifts at the same time kind of a thing, or is this? No, something... I
1: say Kurt just <laughs> open your time? present first. Like, we'll do. I want to draw.
0: I want to draw attention to the on the camera to the uh, the fine wrapping job that Jeff did here. <laughs> Look! Oh, there it is. A good angle I am, right there.
1: Look I at that! I am a horrible rapper. Look at horrible. that! Did your cat do this? <laughs> uh, probably would have done better if he would have chewed through it. All right, here we go. Without further ado, huh? I'm left-handed. That's my excuse. Oh, what is
0: this? That's cool. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite agitators, huh? This yeah. is a this is a uh, a Jeff Cordenall uh, poster Ooh. there in a in a poster frame.
1: That's pretty cool. I like the I like so, this. So, Kurt, we talked about the stuff I get out of my mom's basement from when I was a kid. That is literally one thing ah. that I saw. It was in my mom's <laughs> basement. That is the poster they gave out shortly after he retired at one of the games. Okay. And and I have not seen it anywhere else except in my mom's basement. So I said, you know what? I don't know if Kurt's even seen this, so I'm gonna give it to him. These uh, these gloves, these Nike gloves
0: he's wearing. He used to love those gloves. Oh, those are great gloves. The Nike gloves were fantastic. I had I had a, I had a pair
1: of uh, different hated the stick.
0: It was a different model than these, but it was the same. One of the it was it was, it was like a, a step down or something, but I love my Nike gloves. They were the most comfortable gloves. Okay,
1: thanks, Joe. Oh, is that is that worse? Is that worse than a regift? No, 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 no. I did that's, buy the poster it's a, frame. It's a Jeff Kortenall poster.
0: It's uh, a, yeah, I I it, it could been all, it could have it, been funnier if it'd been all like kind of wrinkled up and torn, but yeah. Yeah. It, uh, thank you.
1: I, I have an Al McInnes one that I thought about. That'd be hilarious to give you a uh, really wrinkled up poster.
0: I like the, cor- I like the, uh, the, uh, there aren't too many Jeff Kortenall posters hanging on walls in St. Louis right now. So I, I'm going to, I, no. I, I, I kind of like that.
1: I thought you'd find a spot for it. All
2: right, Bill, (laughs) your turn, buddy. All right. So I I realized because, you know, I didn't have any foreknowledge of this gift exchange that I'm the one with all the gifts and I have two, two. you guys each have one. So, um, (laughs) so my, my wrapping job was actually not, not nearly as bad as the one with Hertz, but. um,
0: Well, you can tell who Jeff likes more. I yeah, right. say is I tried a little wedding
1: little. present wrapping. I I picked out I, the, the, the ugliest wrapping paper I had. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> it is, uh, it is very you.
0: wedding-like, isn't it?
2: I think it is probably yes. wedding paper. And and see that it says to Billy Blue Note from JPonder ninety-four. We only go by our Twitter handles.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. As all cool mm-hmm. online dorks do. Oh.
2: Yes. And and full disclosure, this is the first present I am unwrapping this year. Oh. we oh, wow. we opted out of gift exchange this year entirely. Wow,
1: look at that first present from yeah. me. Yeah, so oh, and something. that is oh that is that is a beauty.
2: Oh, <laughs> I love it.
0: I can't see the glare. What is Jacques that? Is that... a little bit of a oh, glare?
1: Nice. Tilted. Tilt it. Tilt it a bit. Yeah. Bill. Tilt There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. you go. There you go. Like that. Yeah.
0: It's a black and white Jacques Plant uh, framed uh, photo there. That's that's cool. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I that I, I actually it. sent that to you guys a couple months ago and I said, look what I found in my mom's basement. This has Bill written all over it. Ah. So there you go, Bill. Another Wait. another piece of crap from my mom's basement <laughs> <laughs>
2: No well, that one was actually
1: waiting. in its original packaging still i again, I had to buy the frame, but that one like I don't think I ever hung up. I think I just bought it and stuck it somewhere and forgot about it okay
2: ah, that's that is excellent well done so
1: so Kurt, right. the next present is that is it the same present for both of us? Should we open it at the same time?
0: It's different they're different
1: okay, <clears throat> all right, so well, go ahead bill but you uh, yeah, you same
0: time or or uh separate whatever that's fine
1: go ahead, bill so, yeah.
0: So and, and while you're opening, Bill. So this is you reading the card.
1: <laughs> I am. Uh, it's
2: season's greetings from the Solomon family.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that is. I
0: had to save
1: that. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> it's the uh, the very first uh, Solomon's uh, uh, greeting card after they uh, bought the Blues. So 1960 68. There's 67, I guess it was. So.
1: 67.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So that's uh, anyway. The story behind these two gifts are. Um. That uh, uh. Well, the story behind your behind your gift, Bill, is that Amy uh got me. Is it open? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm just checking. So this is, from, this is this Am is Amy, Amy. said she wanted credit for this, for part of this. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because uh, if it's, it's
2: good, if... she gets full credit.
0: Oh well, she probably deserves full credit for this. She deserves 90%. Actually, all credit for this.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: So that's a that's a Stephen Walden uh, print. Hold hold it up. And it's got the 3D
1: glasses with it. There's
2: there's a process here. There's a process. (laughs) Sorry. Good Lord. First, first... I yeah. have to put on my 3D glasses.
1: <laughs> oh, my. You should wear those the rest of the show.
2: <laughs> I think I will.
1: You're going like like to like
2: the guy in back in like, the future. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is sweet.
1: Oh, it's one of those. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah.
0: it's a Steve Walden does the uh, the very colorful uh, 3D prints, right? 3D paintings. So that's... Uh, that was uh, that's uh, that's the and I figured that was that was uh, a good one for you, Bill, because the uh, uh, it was Blues Montreal, blues right?
2: Blues first Montreal, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, that, that
2: that is sixty-seven. Uh, that's awesome. I have that. I have 68. that photograph several places.
0: So do I. So yeah.
2: So do I. That that is. It's a pretty it's
0: awesome. a it's a pretty uh pretty good photograph. Pretty popular. So
1: anyway, yeah.
0: and uh, so Jeff,
1: right. your turn. Uh, first of all, I want to add that. Uh, Kurt's daughter, you said it was Zoe, right? Yes. Zoe made us these? Yes. Uh, Zoe made us these wonderful cookies, and I had one earlier. I know Bill had one. We're not getting it on the show so that way uh, we don't get yelled at by people on Apple Podcasts. But uh, wonderful eating it on the show. we I'm eating it right now. <laughs> we
0: have questions coming in the YouTube chat. They want to talk hockey. They're like, "What do you guys think about the char going to DC?"
1: Yeah, we're- don't worry, guys. We got plenty <laughs> of hockey talk coming. Yeah, we're we're just wasting time right now. Yeah, but yeah, we got we got a full slate of shows, so I'll make it a little, Woo-hoo! a little, oh, a little quicker. I like this. Is this also an Amy pick? Um, it, well,
0: okay. The story behind these is so, so Bill has the, uh, the photo of the arena from 68, I guess it is the first Stanley cup final, uh, Stephen Walden print. And so Jeff has the, uh, Stephen Walden print of the, uh, the winter classic in St. Louis from uh, the aerial shop from above. So, yeah. So, and the story behind these is, is that, so Amy got me this. Ooh,
1: that's
0: cool. So she ordered this for me.
2: Oh, the Cujo.
0: The Cujo one, right? That's beautiful. The Cujo Stephen Walden. So on YouTube, for for, I'm sorry for you podcast people. You know, if you want to see what these gifts look like, uh, uh, go ahead and uh, check out the YouTube show or or on Facebook. But uh, so she got me. She ordered me that. And, uh, she was in contact with, or she sent him a, cause it, it had been, I guess it had been a little bit since she ordered it and she contacted him uh, directly. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I got some stuff going on, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, and she hadn't received it yet. So she, and so she went back and forth with him a few times and took a long time for her to, for him to, to get this out to her. So, and he said, and he finally said, okay, it's finally on the way. And then when it arrived, he included two of the prints and they're all signed by the way. If you didn't see that, I, I, uh, on the, on I think on a couple of them, they're kind of halfway under the frame or under the frame, but trust me, they're signed. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. And yeah, Stephen Walden does an unbelievable job. If anybody's ever looking for a good blues gift, uh, he has some great stuff. So he, but he was
0: kind of fantastic guy. I mean, because of the delay in the, in, in, in getting a tour uh, mine that she bought for me for Christmas, uh, he sent two more. And then, so when 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 I open them, I'm thinking, "Oh wow, three Stephen Walls, are You kidding me?" And she goes, "There's a story. Told me the story, which I just told you." And uh, and then she she suggested, she was like, "Well, you guys, you can you can maybe give one to Jeff and Bill <laughs> for nice. the stuff for the work to do on the show." And I was like, "That's a good idea." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like i said I, my stuff was basically stuff from my childhood but i thought if anyone's going because it's stuff that's it's like it's just gonna sit in a box in my basement right so i'm like i might as well give it to people who will appreciate them and i figured you guys would would too so yeah it worked out for everyone what a yeah. great christmas this was
0: yeah no i wanted i wanted to give you yeah. guys something because i know that the, the the you know the show the show takes up time And you guys have have been uh, uh, done such a great job with the show over the the years that, uh, um, and, you know, the return is really nothing other than satisfaction doing the show, because our sponsors, we haven't had a sponsor, uh, never really pursued one until recently. Um, So, uh, so, but so it's really just been, you know, it's it's been a lot of time. So uh, I appreciate it. So that's, and you guys do a great job. So that was just my way of just,
1: yeah. And and Amy, Amy's Amy's way of saying thank you too now we have to re- reciprocate the feelings. I feel obligated to tell you, you do a good job, I guess. And <laughs> no, I, in all honesty, Kurt does a lot of the leg work for the show. So I definitely appreciate all the work you put into it. Bill, you always provide some of the best insight. In my opinion, uh, it, it, some of the best insight from it, St. Louis blues podcasts uh, comes from bill day. So um I really, uh really appreciate both of you. I think you guys do a great job and, um, I think we need to make this a tradition: hockey gifts every year.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, now that Bill knows about it,
0: <laughs> the, 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 the show is nothing without the without the good commentary. So,
2: yeah. Well, I I know I I definitely can't bring any technical expertise that you guys don't already have. I I I don't have much technical expertise, but uh, um, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, now that I know about it you know it perfect <laughs> timing perfect timing because this weekend i will be going to clear out some of my old hockey stuff from my parents garage so nice somebody's gonna get an old set of vaughn elbow pads
1: <laughs> oh nice I love them oh man hanging up up uh next here next to my gloves yeah <laughs> uh real quick i want to i want to Get to some comments. Uh, Cameron Smith over on Facebook, which that's a new listener, I believe, at least on live listener. Uh, LGB wearing my hockey fights, cancer jersey, and watching live from Pensacola, wife's hometown. Ooh, Kentucky. Ice Flyers hockey on hockey TV. And uh, the wife and I have matching hockey fights, cancer jerseys, in honor of the adrenal and brain cancer that she's currently fighting. So, Cameron, best wishes to your wife, uh, you know, we've heard some great success stories so uh we're just waiting for your wife to be one of those i
0: was kidding about uh kentucky it's uh, obviously uh,
1: alabama <laughs>
0: right <laughs> well, i think it's uh florabama right florabama florabama yeah. Yeah, yeah it's in the panhandle there or somewhere close to it mm-hmm. yeah.
1: well that that's our show folks so thanks for tuning
0: in <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> um on the uh on the uh, youtube chat we got some uh some uh some discussions about uh, see it. Bill uh, Travis Greenwalt says uh, Bill looks like something is falling in the background. You got something tipping yeah. over? There.
2: Yeah, no, I uh, I just I set the uh, set the uh, the print that you gave me on top of the couch so it would be in the background. But <clears throat> that was a good point um, that it could fall very easily because no, no, I no. Have talks, you've got so something we'll
0: else. Something else is like falling over off over your left shoulder. You hmm, see it? It looks like something's sideways yeah. is it supposed to be that way
1: yeah the, the blues
2: flag yeah, i think it's, it's supposed to be oh it's a flag yeah i, can't, I couldn't do it yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay 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 nevermind yeah, so, we're yeah. good we're good <laughs> it's a blues flag that um, is uh, being kind of held up by my uh, brendan shanahan signs uh easton gold from easton the gold. early 90s
0: those are great sticks
1: oh man that's a great stick i had a silver and blue uh, so, Austin Lynch also adds, uh, what do you guys think about Chara going to D.C.? We'll talk about that in a minute. The real reason I brought up Austin's comment is because we played each other in NHL 21. I've only played the game one time against Austin Lynch. That was the <laughs> one time I played NHL 21. And what was the final score, but- Tally? Austin, in two games, I they got I beat you at 22-9? Something like that? Nice. Uh, yeah, hmm. I destroyed him. And I have not played NHL 21. I still haven't played but- it again. I'll tell you what, Austin, if you want to play me for a second time and see how you fare... I'm guessing it's still going to be pretty bad.
0: I mean, that's a pretty lopsided score. Was he the Hawks?
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. First, okay, he was Tampa was both was games. First game, I was Washington. Second game, I was Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah.
2: That's uh, but the no, I, sucks comment.
1: Yeah, I made a comment about Patterson, Patterson being a whore, and he thought it was Patterson. hilarious. Because, yeah, Patterson, yeah. I think he lost the puck at center off trying to make a deke, and, and uh, I yelled, "Peterson, you whore!" And he just thought that was uh, hilarious.
0: Austin Lynch <laughs> says, uh, "Let's play after the show." So there you go.
1: Maybe you have, you have we'll date. see. But in all honesty, Austin, uh, that was a lot of fun, and and you know, uh, I love interacting with our listeners. I know Bill and Kurt do too. So, uh, he, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun playing did, against him. We had did a great you, time. Did
0: you see what Austin did on? Uh, he posted on Twitter. Uh, he he was uh, I, I had a hard time making it out. He, uh, he was live streaming something or streaming something with a was, – he was, he was playing Fortnite, I think. And he was yeah, yeah. Uh, advertising LG, uh, Let's Go Blues Radio <laughs> on, yeah. his, on his stream. So That's awesome.
1: Go. He's the man. We love Austin Lynch. We're big Austin Lynch fans here on the show. Sure we are. Austin Lynch mm-hmm. sounds like an NFL player. It's because you're thinking of John Lynch. Yeah.
0: I could have said Doug Lynch. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an NHL player, but – i did not
1: douglas <laughs> well he's that is not an nhl player <laughs> right no douglas was like, not an
2: nhl no, no
0: no that sounds no, like an uh, AHL no, no, player no, no, no. no who, who was it lynch who was it um
2: the guy in the doug pronger Lynch trade? Was, was yeah it was in the pronger trade
1: yeah yeah yeah. he yeah, never
2: yeah. made it to the nhl that's okay the joke well that's made. what i
1: meant that's what i meant i, was, I thought it was doug yeah. Lynch. okay he sounds like it sounds like an I, AHL yes okay i, I get the joke haha very funny he was terrible
0: uh <laughs> uh okay the um uh gifts out of the way uh official beers of episode number 282 you can follow us each on the untapped app my handle's at c price 12 jeff's is Ponder 94 bills is billy blue note 33 uh bill uh, what, what you what you drinking this evening it's uh mm, you like a f- eighth of a glass left there
2: yeah i've been uh i've been going at it hard um <clears throat> it's not now tell us about your beer yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, dogfish uh. Head, costumes and karaoke.
0: Okay, I I have a. Uh, what what is the what, uh, okay? What is the most unappealing name of a brewery? Dogfish
1: Head. Dogfish. Dogfish Head. That that is, that is disgusting. There. Uh, <laughs> There's a is a is is, is the beer right? Mustrul? Right. It's it's yeah. big sky brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Big sky. That's yeah. right. Okay. So that might be the worst name for a beer, but it's, you know what? It's catchy. It's,
0: yeah. I, I mean, it gets me thinking, but I've never, I don't think I've ever had. That's not true. I think I've had one. I don't know what it was, but I remember drinking one, of one years ago. It was the Dogfish Head. Um, and I, I remember thinking, what a weird name for a brewery. It's not appealing at all. It's kind of gross. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, uh, it's in one of the oldest craft breweries uh, based out of Delaware. So um, I, everything, um, I can't say everything I've had by them, but I've had quite a few from them and by and large, I really enjoy uh, the stuff they put out. I know that they're, um, they're 120 minute IPA. 160 minute IPA, like that. That series is sought after if you're an IPA fan. Which of course, Kurt, we know that you are not. Um,
0: (laughs) That's, I mean, in the right mind. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do this. Yeah,
2: it's just your opinion, Kurt. Just your opinion.
0: Oh, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I know it's my opinion, Um, but.
2: Good. So not, mine doesn't, doesn't make it right. I was I was just gonna say real <laughs> quick. I was gonna segue into into Jeff's because I saw his on Untapped, ah. and it is a, it's a wonderful IPA. I'm not not a big IPA guy, but I would what Jeff's drinking. I would I would go buy a four pack right now if I could.
1: This is really good. I've never had it before. Um, I mentioned uh, uh, the last live show friend uh, over on twitter and um the untapped app drink with 314 um he he recommended this uh i've never heard of the brewery either toppling goliath brewing company i've heard of that and it, yeah. You know, yeah and it's it's in, oh, uh, yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. iowa pseudo, yeah, decora, pseudo decora, iowa. Pale Ale. i've had that yeah yeah that's right yeah decora iowa yeah and it is uh it is fantastic it's it's sweet it's citrusy, it goes down smooth, it's a great aftertaste. This was an excellent suggestion. So, again, if you, uh, man, if you haven't had it, I know they have it at the beer and sauce places. I, I haven't, I don't know, I haven't really paid attention. I'm sure it's at, like, Fryer Tucks and stuff, but uh, great, great beer. Definitely try it if you haven't already.
2: Yeah, it it is at Friar Tuck, and I've seen a lot more offerings from Toppling Goliath um, around the Southern Illinois area recently. Pseudo Sioux, Pompeii, Um I think they have. There's another one. Maybe, I think it's them. Hop Smack. It's yeah. It's it's all good stuff.
1: Great maybe, can. Maybe, maybe if I get around. COVID,
0: then I'll drink some IPAs. Second. So <laughs> this do, is uh,
1: great. Is this IPA or is it, a, is it APA?
0: It's a pale ale, so it's going to be bitter-ish, right? So, anyway, kind of hops in it, Hoppy, hoppier beer, right? They call it a yeah.
1: single hop pale ale. Okay. Yeah.
0: Hot pale ales are <clears throat> a little hoppier than than your others.
1: I'm telling you, Kurt, if you're going to try one, try this one. I've it, had it. It's I've great. had it before.
0: Yeah. I, I, and I, it's been, it was years ago. I can't recall exactly what it tasted like, but... Uh, uh, mine tonight is the Left Hand Brewing Peanut Butter Milk Stout, which I think I've had on the show before. Uh, there it is. Um, good, and I'm drinking it in the Derek Sutton uh, Patrick Swayze Patrick Swayze glass yeah. mug. Yeah, Derek Sutton from uh, Young Blood Fame. You can actually kind of see it there on the on the screen a little bit. You can't you? His face. Yeah, hey, you
1: can. Yeah. Yeah. You, you <laughs> With the, the, the dark, dark beer, the
2: beer, the better you can see yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. When it's full of the dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I too am drinking from my founders. Mine mine says milk jug. <laughs> I am drinking
1: tonight from my new Jameson St. Louis Blues cup that I got in a uh in a liquor store out here. So that's very nice. nice. All right. <clears throat> uh real quick, while we're on the topic of beer, I uh, wanna mention Mornell the Calix. Again, I think that's a new live listener. Uh, we have uh, Dead Lizard Brewing Company in Florida. Um, I've heard of Dead Lizard. I, I can't think of any beer specifically that I've had from it, but I know I've had it before.
2: Hmm. That is that is uh, another you know kind of disgusting name for a brewery.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't find it near as disgusting as something that revolves around fish heads, though. Mm-mm. Fish heads, fish heads, Dog. roly-poly fish heads. Who recalls that song? Uh, Bill does. No? Fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads, fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. You don't know that song? I, Who doesn't do know that song? That, I do. <laughs> it is a awfully awful just comedy song from the 80s, late 80s, I think it is.
1: Hey, uh, do we have some hockey to talk about here? Uh, a little bit. Uh-huh. A little bit. Do we? I mean, yeah. Today in Blues History. I think, we should, I, which think I think we should just end this show.
0: Which I forgot to include in the, uh, the outline here. So I'm going to pull right from the uh, STL Blues History Twitter account, his website uh, the uh, on Twitter. So and while just, you're
2: doing that, I'm getting another beer.
0: There you go. And I just poured a second one of mine, too. So I'm on my second peanut butter milk stout. So this show could get fun. Uh, mm. December 30th, 1988. Brian Sutter became the third St. Louis Blues player to have his jersey retired. Uh, uh, preceding him was uh, Bob Gassoff and Bobby Blager number 3 and number 8 so that was on the, today's date in 1988, Brian Sutter's number was retired uh, December 30th, 1988 as well same year, yeah uh, the Blues scored 2 goals from Ewan and Hall in the last 18 seconds, this was fantastic this game this game is like forgotten about uh, As far as uh, like great Blues games of all time, the Blues scored two goals in the last 18 seconds to tie the Minnesota North Stars in a five to five tie after being down early in the game four to nothing. That's amazing. That's that's, I mean, if you and and if you don't follow STL Blues history on Twitter, check out his account, uh, his post from earlier today. uh, That he's got a video clip of the the two goals and Ken Wilson on the call. It's fantastic. And, and haul the celebration it's like they it's like they won a playoff game when they tied it it's fantastic
1: uh it's good wait, stuff did, so todd ewan scored one of those goals
0: todd the animal yeah
1: what was he okay no offense to the man what was he doing on the rink with 18 seconds left in a <laughs> close game? uh That's yeah I, I don't know good question
0: but uh he uh he scored. he scored a nice goal, too. Actually, if you look at it, he kind of broke in between the defense, put the D, and he uh, went to make a move and on his forehand. He went to shoot. It looked like he whiffed on it, and it went underneath a sprawling uh, Casey, John Casey. So, names the breaks. What else we got? Anything else for the 30th? Um, yes. St. Louis Blues beat Montreal, the Montreal Canadiens, for the first time in history. By a score of five to nothing, Glenn Hall with a shutout, and the Blues fans meet the team at the airport after they return to St. Louis. Uh, wow, the first time they beat Montreal in team history nineteen sixty nine, December thirtieth, nineteen
1: sixty nine. Wow, so, so that's yeah. their third season, right?
0: Yep, yeah. Wow, so they hadn't. I mean, granted, they hadn't played them a ton yet, but uh, and it's funny the fans <laughs> greeted them at the air- airport <laughs> after their first win against the Canadians. Good stuff.
1: That's a big deal, man. Big deal.
0: Uh, December 30th, 1974. That's the... I was born that year. I was only a couple months old. Three months old. Uh, Red Berenson returned to the St. Louis Blues in a trade with the Detroit Red Wings for Phil Roberto and a third round
1: pick. I think it's actually pronounced Reboito. Reboito? <laughs> yeah, Phil Reboito. All right.
0: That sounds racist, but okay. <laughs> it's
2: it's <the> Waterboy <laughs> reference oh is it okay
0: i've only seen the movie once so it's I... your
1: daddy roboito
0: <laughs> i see uh what else we got anything else uh, notable here out of the ordinary uh history um december 30th 2019 petrangelo bennington and o'reilly selected for the 2020 all-star game in st louis
1: david okay. perron was at it later for those who may not remember
0: yes right correct uh, December 30th, 1999, Pierre Turgeon set the St. Louis Blues record for consecutive games with an assist in tw- uh, 12 straight games. And the record still stands today. Al that is the-
1: hard. That's hard to believe considering Adam Oates, Craig Janney, the guys that played alongside Brett Hall, who was putting yep. up almost a goal a game. Yeah. Uh, that's impressive that, that Turgeon holds that record.
0: And I'm going to score the overtime goal in the 2-1 win versus the San Jose Sharks. So uh, yeah, Uh, Teal Town. Thank you for the uh, uh, Pierre Turgeon. Thanks you for the record that he holds. There's a lot of stuff happened today. December 30th, 1970. Red Berenson tied his own St. Louis Blues single game assist record with four. He had five points, one goal, four assists uh, in the Blues' five to two win versus the uh, Red's favorite team to play, the Philadelphia Flyers. Man, wins against the Flyers were hard to come by back then. Holy shit. Oh yeah. Actually, this was before they won their cups. So,
2: still a good team, though. Yeah. Well, how long did we go without? It was like after Berenson scored the six years. goals in the yeah. one game. It was. Years. It was uh, early '90s yeah. before we won.
0: And I remember. I remember. Yeah. Uh, I think it was. I think it was. Um, I think it was late '90s. It might have been even like 2000. Wasn't it? Yeah. Before we beat in Philadelphia, right? Before we beat him in Philadelphia. Because we beat them in St. Louis, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we beat them in it was in. It, it, was, just, was, in, it yeah. was in Philly. And I remember, I remember, I think I remember sitting on my floor watching the game when they mentioned that it had been so long and they beat them. I, it might have been like 2001. I don't know. I've looked that up.
2: <clears throat> or we could just ask uh, Steel Blues history and he'll tell us like in five minutes.
1: Yes, STL Blues History. What do you think, big boy?
0: <clears throat> All right. Oh, uh, I can't read this. Uh, More Neely the Calyx on YouTube. Uh, YouTube chat says, eat them up yum. Yeah, so they're familiar with the uh, the fishhead song.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And add, uh, we got a Doug J. Does that name sound familiar to anybody in the Facebook group? Doug J. No, yep. Doug J. His comment is Zed is not dead. Zed's not dead. Remember Zed? From Pulp Fiction? No, I'm saying Zed from the. He used to come on in, in our show when we used to open it up to listeners. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. It's Zed. Good to hear from you again, Zed.
0: I'm sure i made the Zed uh, from Pulp Fiction joke before then.
1: Yes, you have.
0: Uh, Rapid-fire tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, after 14 seasons in Boston, 43-year-old Zedinio Chara signs with the Washington Capitals today. It's a one-year deal at uh, for $975K. Uh, not much more than minor leaguers make. Uh, Petro and uh, – so this is interesting. Uh, Petrangelo and Chara, both captains from the 2019 Cup Finals teams, are now playing for the two Cup Finals teams from 2018 in the Capitals and the Knights.
1: That was a uh, an interesting signing for. Uh, I didn't expect that. I thought if he signs anywhere, it's going to be Boston. Um, I didn't. I don't know. I I just did not expect, especially the Caps. Uh, yeah, I feel Ch- they're getting older and older, and that's Ch- not a good thing.
0: Chara said that the Boston Bruins told him they were going uh, younger, and he was not in their plans. And uh, yeah, they they could be going with a forty year old and be going younger.
1: But I, yeah, but I mean, I thought with, with maybe with Krugel even, maybe they'd say, yeah. okay, Zidano, you got one more year in well, you. We could use you. And, and it's only, I mean, it's only,
0: you'd think he would have signed for Boston for the same number, right? I mean, less oh, than yeah. a million they could have had him. That's, it's interesting. I don't know. I guess they wanted that money for something else. I, I haven't looked at their, 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 how close they are with the cap, but, um, I, I I don't know how much char has left, but, uh, wow. That's just a big, I mean, you know, he's, he's 43 years old. My God.
1: He's still, I mean, I don't think he's a number one anymore, but he's, I mean, top six, I think he still fits.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, you, you plug him in on, you know, as a, uh, you know, a, a penalty killer and otherwise role defender, uh, on that caps team and man, they're, they're going to be tough to score against this year. And, Boston,
0: yeah. on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> Their defense. <Jesus.
2: laughs> yeah. Who's, Charlie McAvoy is now your uh, longest tenure defenseman, I think. And it's, that's just crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, those guys gave us fits in the final. You know, McAvoy, um, <clears throat> well, Grizzly, you know, he, he, did his damage when it was too late, and you know, ate some glass. But
0: he also um, he also uh, got tripped up there by uh, by Bozak yeah. too. So,
2: what a trip! No, that was what a trip. That, that, that was that was a That was, a that was um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Providence College alum who's now in Florida. Chari, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah Chari. yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, my bad. But uh, yeah, their their D is man. I mean, John Moore is, is, you know, top four now for them. That's, uh, it's, it's going to be rough, you know, with, I don't, I don't know that there's going to be another signing for them. But, uh,
0: uh, makes you wonder, you know, as hard as Bruins fans are on, uh, Rask, um, with, with their defensive questions now this year, uh, if his numbers take a hit and they're going to be that much more hard on him. Cause they, they, I mean, they run him through the ringer and Rask is amazing. He's fantastic. Oh, uh, I just, I, league, yeah, I don't but, but and sometimes I mean man, maybe it's maybe it's just social media idiots, you know, because every team has them. But uh they're vocal, man, and they just they uh, he, they run him. By, God. They're they're blaming him for the game seven loss uh against the blues, you know. I mean whatever.
2: <clears> I blame Marshall. Yeah, even though Marshann's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Marshann taking that uh, line change with 10 seconds to go with the period. Yeah. Brilliant. So
1: it's like, thank how about, you. How about leaving Zach Sanford wide open in front of the net, too?
0: And, yeah. uh, and I, uh, Bruins fans, that, that fantastic, uh, uh, reach across save that Bennington made. It, he reached out with his blocker, but it hit him like in the, in the, in the, in the jersey. Uh, uh, Marshan yeah. had a chance to score, and I, it was in game seven. And, uh, right. and I think, first, I think it, first, first period of the game. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, the scoreless game and they were ripping on him for not putting it in a corner, you know, uh, like it was Marshan's fault in the score. Cause he put it, he kind of put it dead center and Bennington was able to get across and got a piece of it with his chest. But, uh, I mean, come on like <laughs> a guy, you know, 300 pound guy sitting on his couch, you know, ripping on Marshan for not picking a corner, you know, when the guy's probably never skated in his life. Um, Jonathan Tays, uh, he is not going to report um, to the Blues uh, to the Blackhawks training camp. Hey, not the Blues either. Um, he's out of
1: state. he's <laughs> not reporting to any other
0: team. <laughs> yeah, no one's training camp. Uh, there's no timetable on when he will. Uh, he's injured, uh, or citing uh, illness, I guess. Uh, which is not they're not being specific on it, I guess. But uh, I didn't read the article, but I just saw the headline. So. That's um, true.
1: Yeah. It, it's, I'm um, it, it, for this enough <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. That's, that's kind of what I felt like too, but no, obviously there's something going on with him. And now that he's not in the blues division, I look at it and I say, well, I hope he gets better and he, he plays soon, but man, you look at their forwards that are out. I mean, they're top of, I mean, that might be a first line there. Kirby doc, Alex Nylander. They're all out for a couple months. Jonathan Taves mm-hmm. is out indefinitely. They are going to be a bad team this year, worse than they've been lately. Yeah.
2: yeah. And we don't get yeah. to play many times. Nope. Yeah. I, uh I saw some, you know, some speculation and, you know, some uh <clears throat> counter speculation on Twitter yesterday uh, out of Buffalo, you know, people getting excited. Oh, now's the time that, you know, we can pounce and, and bring in Patrick Kane. You know, he's he'll leave the Blackhawks because they're not going to do anything this year. And, um, Yeah, interesting thought, but mm, I I don't see him ever leaving Chicago. I guess if there was one place he could go, it would be back home to Buffalo, but I don't know.
1: Oh, then he could beat some more cabbages up, right? (laughs) Oh, too soon.
0: That's why I'm 10 years or whatever it is. More than that, right?
2: It's too soon to for the other thing that we still talk about too, but uh
0: huh. Um, so, all right, uh, blues news. O'Reilly was named the uh, 21st captain uh, in blues history. Uh, yes, the 21st, not the 23rd. Uh, so, according to STL Blues History, who uh, has been adamant about the, the he, it's almost like a personal vendetta he has uh, uh, to try. This and- is
1: something. Yeah. yeah, he's he's talked about this for years. I mean, yeah. honestly, as long as I've known him and I've known yeah. him for a long time. He he's he's adamant and I I he's shown the proof. Oh, he's right. That yeah. Bob Plager and what? Frank saint Marseille were never true, he actually captains.
0: Yeah, the Blues have there was the, a
1: slew of other guys that have worn the C that are not recognized.
0: Well, uh yeah, and, and uh, because Plager and saint Marseille, for some reason were listed as captains by the blues, uh, back in the day. Uh, and they, they never were, um, captains. Um, and I think it was print, uh, he mentioned that it was printed in the first blues media guide and it was just never changed. So, uh, and, and then he's, I think he, he mentioned you know, to me, how do you take a, a, how do you take that away from Bobby player? So they just let it go. And, uh, technically, and, and Frank's, gonna say they had already invited, to the uh, uh, the ceremony uh, for, I guess it was was it Plague's retirement, uh, something or I don't know something with the captains, and they they invited Saint Marseille to it because they invite all the former captains that were still alive. And uh, and how do you uninvite? You can't uninvite a guy, so they just invited him, and and you're you're stuck. It's a text. Yeah. Hey, sorry, man, uh, you're
1: stuck. We were out. We actually found out you're not a captain. You're stuck, and yeah, you got to roll with it,
0: right? So, uh, and it's it's so. Technically, actually, not just actually, you know, O'Reilly is the 21st captain of the blues, but you'll hear, you know, reporters and, and, and it'd be the media guide and any article you read will say 23rd, but he's, he's not actually the 23rd. He's, he's the 21st.
1: You're getting the real scoop here at let's go blues radio folks.
0: Cause Scotty Bowman changed captains when he was, uh, the head coach of the blues, the first few seasons in the league, he, he changed captains often. Uh, during the, uh, they had something like 10 captains in two years, uh, at one point, uh, when he was a uh, 10 different cap- and seven of them were different guys cause they went back and forth. So he was, he would change captaincies, uh, often. So, uh, and I guess somebody assumed that, you know, Plager and St. Marseille was, or mi- was mistaken about it and they, they went with it and it never got changed. So, and no one yeah. ever changed it. So that's, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's just one more weird, goofy story. Uh, back in the early days of the of Blues history that, uh, that you hear about.
1: Yep. Um, no, i talking about O'Reilly, though. I mean, w- the question was asked on social media. Was it really going to be anyone else? And I know we talked yeah. about this on the show. You know, you had an outside chance for a Pareco, a Braden Shen. Uh, Bill, you mentioned Jaden Schwartz. Um, I think if Alexander Steen wasn't having his issues, he would have been in the running for it as well. Uh, Tarasenko, which we'll get to in a minute. I yeah. think he was somebody who was probably considered. But uh, really, at the end of the day, um, the only thing, and this is what I think I've said this on the show, that the only thing I was going to keep O'Reilly from being captain is if O'Reilly didn't want to be captain. Right. Because that was the reports in Buffalo, that he didn't want a leadership role there. Well, guess what? He's he's on a Stanley Cup team. He's happy here. He clearly loves what he's doing. He's loving Playing here in St. Louis, I think he's more than happy to take over the captaincy and uh, be the team's official leader. He's also more mature, so that's. I mean, that. that,
0: I mean, he's 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 grown up a little bit. He's he's no longer running into uh, Tim Hortons was with a truck. So, (laughs) least (laughs) that we know of, which which he has never, it's never been proven he did. By the way, it's a it's a it's an it's an accusatory thing. It's thought that he did, <laughs> but they didn't prove it. They couldn't prove it. So uh, speaking of Tarasenko, though, uh, in a really brief bar down article, uh, they, they had translated a uh, an interview that was done by a Russian website, Sport24, I guess, .ru. I don't know. Uh, when uh, they, they asked Tarasenko about the captaincy and about how O'Reilly got it and if he was disappointed that uh, he didn't get it, and he said, yes, he was disappointed. Um, and then Bar Down kind of the big headline, you know, Tarasenko disappointed. He didn't, he didn't get captaincy, and then STL today ran an, an article too. Same thing, basically. Tarasenko disappointed. And I'm like, come on. I I mean, did you guys read the the article at all that that was from Bar Down? I did, and it was.
1: I mean, I didn't. Read the, I read the rough translation from Sport Twenty Four. I I, I right I yeah so, and.
0: I didn't, I didn't get that he was, I mean, I, okay. First off, first off his, his English is not great. And the translation is not precise, but I'm like, I'm not trying to make excuses for this whole thing. I don't don't care one way or the other, but uh, it just didn't come off to me. Like he was upset about it. He, someone asked him if he was disappointed. He said, well, sure. You know, I've been here eight years. I'd I'd like to be captain, but he didn't actually, it was a big deal to not get it. I mean, he was, he, and then he quickly said that he's focusing on getting his shoulder healthy for the season. And then apparently social media was like, oh, my God, goes pissed. <laughs> I'm like, no, well, first no. of all, first of all, fun
1: fact. I've actually been uh, interviewed off the record by Sport24 when I was in the media. And I can go ahead and say this now. It was about when Jonas yunland left the Blues. Um, I'm hoping the writer doesn't care that I'm saying this like 10 years later. But anyway, <laughs> um so no, I I um uh I Sport 24 from from all accounts that I've seen is a reputable place uh for sports news in Russia and uh they interview Russian NHL players a lot. I know Ovechkin's been in there before. Um and I think again like you said that's that's the issue with translation. We see it all the time, you know, it's lost in translation. I think yeah, maybe there is a part of him that that says that, but I I've, I've got to ask uh, you sure. guys this question. What if <clears throat> What if Tarasenko comes back in the bubble, dominates, and the Blues, let's just say, make it to the third round because Tarasenko is just lights out, scoring goals nonstop, and he's healthy, ready to go for this season. Do you think there's a change in who gets captain, or do you think the no. injury played into it? I don't. I don't. I mean,
0: to to, to remove the C from O'Reilly, I don't. That they're. Had to, he'd, I'm not have to run, he'd have to run it. into three or four Tim Hortons remove for it. that to happen.
1: You, you <laughs> wouldn't remove it. I'm saying would he have gotten it over O'Reilly?
2: Right. If if he had gotten oh, into the year. bubble and, and stayed year. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm, absolutely. no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think that there's a longer conversation about it, but there's no way in hell that you're going to give the captaincy to a guy who's going to miss the majority of the season. I mean, it, it absolutely played into it. There's, there's no, no way right. it, it didn't. Um, and I think it would have been, you know, it, it, I could see Tarasenko being the captain of this team. I, I could totally see o, O'Reilly saying, yeah, well, I'll wear the A. I, I want to be part of the leadership group, but you know it, it's i think the you know bar down ran that you know it, it's clickbait it works sure. it's got yeah. talking about it you know um but it, it's probably not that big of a deal um no as as you know it, it's not as big as it got blown up you know on twitter to be
0: so. i was i was disappointed to see uh jim thomas uh because he wrote an article about it in the STL today, on STL today, uh, talking about the same, basically the same headline that Bardown had, that Tarasenko was disappointed. And technically, yeah, that's what he said. But reading the article, I mean, it's hard to, you know, judge tone and attitude in a, in, in on via text. But I mean, I read the, I read the article. I read, and he, he, I, I just didn't see it. I, I didn't see the the controversy there, that uh, the clickbaitness that that people were trying to get out of it. I just I didn't see it. So I, it's not. I think I, I don't. And actually, to, to what Bill was saying, um, I think maybe there would have been a longer conversation. And what you said, Jeff, about, about would Tarasenko be uh, captain material? I just don't think he's a. For some reason, I just don't think he's a, a captain like. Player, to me, um, I I can't uh, I can't quite describe why he just doesn't seem like a guy doesn't seem like that uh, that I mean I'm not in the locker room but he just doesn't seem like that rah rah locker room guy maybe he is maybe maybe he will be a great captain but from what I know about him I just I, it doesn't seem like he would be the greatest captain in the world.
1: Uh, some said the same thing about Ovechkin. When he yeah, was coming
0: up, maybe so. He's a lot more outspoken though than uh, Tarasenko is about a lot. Of yes,
1: stuff. yeah, yeah. Ovechkin's more of a character, yeah. it, clearly, than the Tarasenko. But uh, Ter- um, very,
0: Tarasenko actually is very Actually, very respectful. He's a fantastic PR guy. I mean, he's always trying yeah. to say the right things. He's all, and I love the fact that whenever he's interviewed post game or whatever, he always loves to talk about how great the fans are you know, how great the fan support is and he's doing, the, and the fans are fantastic and amazing, and he's so happy the fans are, you know, happy. Um, I love that about him. He's always, I mean, and it seems very genuine. He's not, try, I don't think he's a, a fake guy. I think he's just a genuine kind of person. Um, and maybe that makes him a good captain. I mean, on the other hand, so maybe it does, but I just, uh, I love that about him, And but I just don't think he's the, I don't think he's, I don't think, I guess to me, uh, you got to have somewhat of a I don't know, um, but O'Reilly's not that either, like a mean streak or a in-your-face kind of guy. I don't know. Uh, that, that to me, says, uh, like, get in someone's uh, face in the locker room and say and to speak up and say, hey, we need to do this, this, and this, and and this is the way it's going to be, you know, and lead by example. Now, O'Reilly's going to lead by example. My God, he's, like, the perfect example for work ethic that you could have. He's fantastic. But uh, I, he doesn't strike me I'm as gonna,
1: a... I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. I think – I think there's a part of O'Reilly that we don't see. I th- I could see now, and again, maybe it's uh, for me because you know I I did see the the, the same guy, guy who apologized on
0: air room. for saying a bad word when after he won the cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right. I was so embarrassed.
1: Well, I don't blame him, <laughs> but no, I I think you know I I did see sink in the locker room, and you're right. Everything. I mean, granted, that was five years ago, but you know I I don't I never saw that kind of player in him and. You know, you saw that with Steen. You, and honestly, was Petrangelo that way? I mean, he was yeah. on the ice, but not to his teammates. True. We've never heard of that happening with him. That's true. Um, that's true. But, but, no, I I think there is a little bit of that with O'Reilly. Um, Just the, the character, the way he is on the ice, and like you said, the way that he leads by example, I could see there being a little bit of a streak like that in O'Reilly if it's necessary, and that's you, why I'm – more than happy to see him get captain. You
0: know what though, if we're gonna like be critical as far as like why someone should and shouldn't should be a captain, I'm gonna throw this hat in the ring for, for uh, against Tarasenko. Um, defensive responsibilities, I think he yeah. he's not good defensively. Um, there are times when he he throws his body around and, and 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 dives in front of slides in front of shots and stuff, but uh, man, there's a lot of times where he's just kind of like one hand on the stick, waving at somebody, peeling off. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be critical of him. I, I love the guy, but uh, I mean, if you're going to, I don't think you want your <laughs> captain, maybe, maybe eh, not, not being responsible defensively, I guess if you'd say, but yeah, that's maybe that's being over overly critical too. But uh, that's, that's, that's a,
1: that is, that, I mean, that is a, a seeking flaws. And, but, right. but honestly, right. when you're talking about who's going to be captain, who's going to lead by example, Ryan O'Reilly does everything right. I mean, again, yeah. I will point back, and and I talked about this vehemently on the show. Vehemently, uh, it's a big yes,
0: word. Yes, <laughs> is it? And it's a real
1: word. <laughs> it's a, Look it up, I, folks. It's I. Um, I, I will vehemently go ahead. Keep, keep talking. Be, um is it H E A D? I think it's it's all ease. Vehemently. Um, but anyway, be um, vehemently?
0: okay. <laughs> go
1: ahead. Um. O'Reilly, uh, the the game the Blues hit their eleven game winning streak. Did not sh- uh, okay, great. Sorry, O'Reilly, O'Reilly. He made a great play in the defensive zone, and then carried the puck up ice and scored the the winning goal that that made the Blues win eleven goal or eleven games in a row, which is a record. Again, you look back at that type of play, and nothing against Tarasenko, but when you are trying to say who leads by example. That's the type of play that's going to lead by example. He's doing everything right on the rink, and that is why Ryan O'Reilly is a leader of this team.
0: Oh, uh, is it B. Head? M, no, N, T, No, that's, a <laughs> that's what Bill said. Okay, so spell it for me, Jeff. Because I'm I'm really curious. I want to see what the definition is. You because... ready? <laughs> All right, I'll spell it.
1: Yes, I'm ready. it is. It is V E E. Okay. H e, m e, n t l y vehemently,
0: <laughs> vehemently,
1: <laughs> vehemently.
0: I thought, put the I thought you said wrong. wrong Okay, I thought you said vehemently. I was like, what is that?
1: <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness, man! I. I, I I gotta stop pulling out the smarts on this podcast. I misunderstood right? you. Well, I mean Bill got it. Bill knows. I think you put Bill's too many
0: syllables guy. in that word.
1: Vehemently. No.
2: <laughs> Did I? Bill? Help me out here. Yeah. You would a different way than I would have gone. Well
1: right. vehead, vehead of Well, hell. No, you're not you're going God. God damn it. Vehemently. I hate this he show. <laughs> all right, all right, Let's move
0: on. Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. My my cheek hurts from cheeks hurt from smiling. <laughs> oh, Vince Dunn is uh uh reportedly close to signing. Do you guys uh, notice this? That uh, was yesterday, I think it was. Um, you hear about this? Did you hear about this? Uh yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. I feel like a, a talk show host, like <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. This you is guys, true. Did you guys hear about this? Hear about this? It's true. True story. Uh, Jim Thomas from the Post Dispatch uh, tweeted out: "I was told earlier today by Vince Dunn's agent that Dunn will be in training camp. I read this as a good sign, since the only way Dunn can be on the ice is if he's under contract. So uh, apparently, Jim Thomas was told by Dunn's agent that uh, I, something will get done. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good news. Uh, interesting to see when that's going to happen, because if it happens in during in training camp." Uh, the Blues are already over the cap by like one point. What is it? One point two something like that uh, million. So they have the LTIR to play with with uh, Steen, and they got to be under the cap uh, the day before camp breaks, or the day of camp breaking, something like that. So they got to be uh, cap compliant then. So it will be to see when they uh, put Steen on LTIR, and then when they put Tarasenko on LTIR because. When we get to Hoffman news, uh, we'll talk about that a little more. But I think I think the plan is going to work out like this, where they're going to put Tarasenko on LTIR after the on the first day of the season, like, and then that will allow them to then give Hoffman a contract same day, using that money.
1: I'm I'm under the belief that it's after the first game, mm. but I could be wrong on that.
0: After the first game, I, I think okay. It's
1: after the first game,
0: I let's skip down here on our thing here. Um, did I include this? I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. The uh, cap friendly stuff.
1: I I mean I, I could be wrong. I'm just, okay. I Bill, was. Bill, what are your thoughts? <sighs> <laughs> uh, who doesn't know? I
2: doesn't <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I I I don't know the the ins and outs of uh of of the rules going into uh the, this year especially. Um I mean, uh, what's Tampa like 15 million over the cap right now? Um but somehow they're still bringing people in and and ready to go. Okay. Um
0: uh I was to say cap friendly uh, one of the options that they said the Blues have, and we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but this is fine, um, to sign Dunn and then build out a 23-man roster as close to 87.25 as possible, then place Steen on LTIR on the last day of training camp to cover the amount they are above $81.5 million to be cap-compliant. Then they could place Tarasenko on LTIR on the first day of the season, doesn't say before after the first game, uh, giving them 7.5 million to sign Hoppin, which they won't need even close to that. Uh, rumors are he'll sign for around four, give or take. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. Here's here's what I'm getting from also from Cap Friendly. Uh, it has a uh, FAQ section for uh, mm-hmm. LTIR. Can LTIR be used in the off season? Yes, LTIR can be used in the off season while the 10% off season cushion is active. Uh, LTIR in the offseason is calculated using the basic equation outlined above, which I'm not going to get into, which permits a team to exceed the off-season salary cap. To use offseason LTIR, the team must provide doctor's proof that the player in question will continue to be injured at the beginning of the regular season for 10 NHL games in 24 calendar days. At the start of the season, the team's LTIR relief and ACSL. ACSL.
0: And that's easy to do for either Steen or Tarasenko. It's
1: recalculated when the 10% cushion is removed. So I'm thinking, maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe it's just they just have to prove to the NHL this player cannot play for the first 10 NHL games of the season. And that kind of jives. Which when that happens, maybe that's when training camp starts, that they can start making those claims.
0: uh, I wouldn't imagine they wouldn't have to make any moves without the IR until the last day of training camp. Uh, so they would do the the move with uh, Steen on LTR I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Steen on LTR uh, last day of training camp, like uh, Cap Friendly said, and then uh, on the first day of the season, uh, giving uh, putting Tarasenko on LTR and then signing Hoffman the same day. So they they put Tarasenko on LTR, get the salary cap space, sign Hoffman, and then go. Um, so you could I mean they could sign him and then I assume they would do it in the morning. And then they could play, and then he could keep on a contract and play for that evening. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but that's the way I get the gist I get from Cap Friendly here. So
1: uh, divide by zero, which I think is Bornell the Calix as well. In our, uh, in our Facebook chat, um, I'm sorry, YouTube chat, he says the Kraken will take someone as well, won't they? Uh, no, that's next season. The Kraken do not join this season. So. Um, the Blues are going to need to figure this out before the season starts.
0: Yeah. And I think, and I I would imagine they have it already figured out what they're going to do. Um, I'd imagine there's already a place, uh, a deal in place with Hoffman uh, to do what they're going to do. And they know, I mean, I don't think that they're still deciding what to do. I wouldn't, I mean, unless, well, I guess they are in a way um, because Dunn hasn't signed yet. So maybe that's still under negotiation, but uh according to what all the cap figures, the blues have plenty of cap space because of LCIR for Steen and Tarasenko. So they have like 13 million to work with, and they're only going to use like five plus of that, something like that. So uh, uh, they'll have plenty of space. So uh, 2020, 2021 annual season will start on January 13th. Training camp for non-playoff teams is December 31st. Training camp for non for playoff teams, excuse me, is January third. Uh, tra- trade deadline is April twelfth. So we're going to be playing what eh, a couple of months before we start talking about trade deadline, <laughs> which would be weird.
1: Um, Fifty six uh, games. The same way. It's the same way with the lockout shortened seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, like ten games, and all of a sudden you're talking about trade deadline.
0: Yeah. So get out of the gates <laughs> fast because if you if you're yeah. struggling with the first twenty games, you're like, oh, um, we can we can't have a Blues season. The first half of 2019. Can't have one of those because we'll be selling players. Um, 56-game season has been determined. It's set uh, divisional games only. We're in the West, obviously. That's old news. Uh, St. Louis, Minnesota, Colorado, Vegas, San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, and Arizona. So we'll play everyone in the division eight times. Each team will be given a taxi squad, which... um, for those who don't know, it's four to six players that will practice with the team. Minimum of four, max of six. Uh, one has to be a goalie. If One has to be a goalie if on the 23-man roster there is not three goalies. So if you, have, if you carry two goalies on the 23-man roster, which every team does, you're to have one goalie on the taxi squad, uh, which will act as the e-bug as well. So. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you in your next point here, which I'm going to totally mow your lawn and go ahead and give it. uh, That's a manscape. Taxi squad players are are considered to be in the minors for salary cap purposes, so no cap hit. Uh, Basically, there's no AHL, so that's why they're doing this. But uh, let me ask you guys this question. So you look at uh, four to six players who practice the team, may travel with the team. One goalie is required if the 23-man roster has less than three goalies on it. So the Blues' third goalie is John Gillies, and if I remember correctly, his two-way contract uh, gives him—I still think it's league minimum at five hundred thousand a year. So, would you not just carry three goalies on your roster then? Is that what you're paying less money? And if you have to call someone up, you can. I mean, if you—if it works, with waivers and all that. Why wouldn't they why do would? that?
0: Why wouldn't they do that uh, all the time?
1: Well, all the time is different because you you don't want to take up a roster spot because if right. somebody gets hurt, then you got to call up someone from the AHL. Maybe there's a chance they don't make it in time for the game. But with a taxi squad, but they're the, literally traveling yeah. with you and and yeah, they're there. So what's the difference?
0: To call up somebody from the taxi squad, though, they have to pass through waivers. So and but the so Blues have, have a number. Yeah, the Blues have a number of guys who are waiver exempt, so they can't be claimed. So they can they can open down. <laughs> But uh, Kyrou, Kostin, Prunovic, Mikula, Hoffa, uh, Hoffer—they're Hoffer, all—they're all, they're all uh, waiver exempt. So, so they, that's what
1: I'm saying. So why would you not put John Gillies on your roster and then put Jordan Kyrou or Clem Costin on your taxi squad?
2: Well, I think you're probably going to see a lot of maneuvering like that, right? You're—you're going yeah. to. Especially, you know, in in this this whole idea of a taxi squad, you have to wonder. How, you know, if the Blues were big proponents of it, given that we just fucking relocated our our uh, minor league affiliate to Springfield, I, Massachusetts, and, and half of our games,
0: right. most of our games, are on the West Coast, so there's three thousand right. miles between the two where we're going to be.
2: Yeah, that sucks. So I, I think, I, I think, uh, you know, if anything, you know that the the Blues are going to. Uh, be likely to test the water with with you know how how do you maximize and and how do you you know what is what is the best approach for having these players on the taxi squad and you know the biggest worry I have is you know is your you can't go into this thing assuming there's. You know that everybody's gonna stay healthy, because you wind up making a bad decision. You know, and and screwing yourself. You know, say say Bennington. You know, pulls a groin, and you know, then you've got a you've got your designated spot. What what happens? You know, are you able to to bring somebody else in to be on the taxi squad if you have to bring Gillies up to you you can
0: you can rotate. Uh, players uh, to and from the AHL rosters to the taxi squad, but they have to pass through waivers to do that. And they could be waiver exempt. I don't know. It depends what player you're talking about. But if they're waiver exempt, it's fine. Uh, Whether well, they, they could be claimed, but some aren't. So it depends on who you I,
1: I have to assume, Bill, you're, you're talking about um, <clears throat> goalies being called up. You know, what if? Because uh, I think you're still going to have the emergency call-up situation. Because there are going to be goalies. I think John Gillies applies. He would have to pass through waivers. But I think if Bennington tweaks his groin the day of a game, you know, at the morning skate, they're going to say, we need a backup. Uh, John Gillies is our only option. It's an emergency call-up. So I think you're still going to have those situations. But everything else, yeah, it's there's going to be some weird shifting of the cap this year. I think you might see some teams carry with uh, with three goalies.
0: Uh, Gillies is not waiver exempt. So he would have to be, he would have to, he could be claimed if they move him around. Yep. Up and down.
2: So, right. so and, and you, you have to, you have to think he's the guy that's, that's going to be taxi squad because you want your younger guys to get in the, you know, getting game time and not, you know, just, you know,
0: and they're not playing though.
2: Around until, and, until, right.
0: until February. They're, they're going to start. AHL starts in February fifth, mid, mid February. Okay, February fifth.
1: Yeah, yep. So they're still going to have games, but yeah, calling someone up. I mean, I don't, I don't know how that's all going to go, but you got to think there's a quarantine period. I mean, that's
0: there is uh, coming from the AHL. But if you're if you're on the taxi squad already, uh, then you're traveling with the team. It, right. You have the option. Right. So you practice with the team, and you have the option to travel with the team so uh there's no quarantine period if you're activating a player off of the taxi squad so but if you're if you're calling somebody up from the h l to go to the taxi squad, then there is a you know quarantine period that you gotta go through i assume two weeks peace mm. this is gonna be interesting because i i mean I, this is not a a a highly confined sanitary Bubble situation like we had in the playoffs last year. This is going to be a little more, you know. There's more traveling. There's there's no bubbles, not really. So it's just aside from your own division, uh, and you're still traveling, playing different different arenas and stuff. So uh, someone's going to get it. Some players are going are not going to be able to play on certain nights. Um, and the NFL had it happen. They what, who is it? The Broncos couldn't. They didn't have any quarterbacks. <laughs> they had, they couldn't yeah, play no. at all. They couldn't. They had to play without quarterbacks. So that was weird. But uh, yeah. something's going to happen. I, and you hope it's going to be too bad.
2: Yeah, and you know the one—the one good thing about this, from a timing perspective, uh, for the NHL is they're starting after Christmas. So you know that, the the holiday get together times, you know that that have uh, you know probably gotten a lot of other leagues uh, a lot more exposure to the virus uh, are are going to be greatly reduced. Uh, you know, it, yeah. people aren't going to get together for uh, for President's Day. Or Easter, even like they do for Christmas. So it,
0: it's interesting that you brought that up because uh, so whether or not teams can actually travel and and and, and play and get together and things I have groups of more than however many that, that the their local areas permit uh, could come into play if you know certain areas of the country have huge outbreaks because of Christmas and because of New Year's because we're gonna the NHL starts up on the thirteenth. That's about two weeks after New Year's. So right. that's right when stuff could be spiking because of people got, right. got together in New Year's.
2: Right. And the blues start in Colorado yeah. and guess what the news out of Colorado was today. They have the new UK strain. Yeah. I saw that, that
0: one person, right?
2: So yeah. 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 But it's yeah. there. <laughs> if, if one person has it. 50 have it. Yeah.
0: have it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's, yeah. Oh, what a mess! <laughs> um, okay, so so who's going to be on our taxi squad? We thought. I mean, I mean, I. So, do you? Do you, Costin's playing in the KHL right now? So you think Kyru's going to be, if he doesn't make the roster, right? So he's going to be on the taxi squad, you figure, because he's waiver exempt. Costin, all these Costin's waiver exempt. Prunovich waiver exempt. Mikula waiver exempt. So is Hoffer goaltender. So, do, you, do you, would you bring in Costin, for example, to be on the taxi squad? He's playing in the KHL, getting games in. Uh, But then again, if you need a player, he's played 20-some-odd games already in the KHL. Granted, he just scored his first goal the other day. So he hasn't been playing that well offensively.
1: Well, um, that's – I mean, it's an interesting question because do you go – because, again, you've got your, your AHL team starting in February. So do you fill your taxi squad with veterans, guys that you don't care if they're not getting time? To, 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 to further development or do you go with guys you're like this guy will help the team if we bring kairu is a guy uh constant too examples perunovic these guys are like guys you'd want to get in in a normal situation in a normal nhl season you'd say yeah our first call up on defense is going to be scott perunovic or whoever it's going to be yeah um but this year it's a different situation. So do you fill your taxi squad? And again, that's going to be not a fun thing to watch with NHL teams. Do you fill the taxi squad with veterans, guys that can step in and play in a last minute notice, or do you go with the guys that you want to see get NHL time, or do you let those guys play in the AHL?
0: I think a lot of it has to do with who's waiver exempt and who isn't because anybody who you bring up from the taxi squad has to pass through waivers. And there was a comment in the YouTube chat just now, it's a question, Walman question mark, whether or not they would put him in the taxi squad. He's not waiver exempt. He could be claimed. So if they do put him on the taxi squad, then, and they want to bring him up, then he'd have to actually, you know what, if okay, he'll be in camp, Walman will. So on the last day of camp, if they want to put him on the taxi squad, he has to pass through waivers. So uh, they're exposing him. So I'm. I mean, I don't know if they are, are concerned about losing him, uh, but it's a possibility. So that's 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 something you got to think about.
1: Well, I think it, I think at this point it's pretty obvious that Walman, at the very best, is going to be a four or five defenseman in the NHL, if that. Um, so I think the way that you look at it is, you say, okay, this is a guy that will probably get some NHL minutes, if we lose him. There's 30 other teams that are going to be putting defensemen on waivers. Likely. Right. True. So maybe we pick up another Jake Wallman.
0: Well, here's the deal, too, with that, though, is that, is that if uh, you, you put him on waivers, uh, he he has to clear. Um, what was I going to say? God damn it. Lost my train of thought. Fuck. It was a good Sorry. point, too. Yeah. It's happened before. It'll happen again. It will. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, looking, looking at the players, you know, that, that could make the, the taxi squad, if you're going to use that, you know, the waiver exempt players And I, I think Kurt realized what his point was going to be. <laughs> um,
0: so well, hopefully I'm
2: not going to his thunder here, but
0: maybe you will you know, go ahead. I, Please do.
2: I, I think, you know, the, the defenseman, the one defenseman that I would, I would have on the taxi squad is Nico Mikola. He's he's played in the big leagues and he hasn't looked out of place. He is waiver uh, given... exempt
0: too, so he
2: will be right, fine. Right, right. Yeah. He's waiver exempt. Um, you know, some of the you know he. So we we have Perunovic, Tyler Tucker, and Nico Mikola are the three waiver exempt defenders. Mm-hmm. So you think you're going to have you know two defenders? Um, I don't know a lot about Tyler. I don't know anything about Tyler Tucker. I would think you'd want Perunovic getting game time in the A this year, um, unless he's going to make the team straight away. If something happens and, you know, this, the, the idea of Vince Dunn signing breaks down and, you know, now you need a, a left-hand shooting defenseman, um, mobile puck mover, uh, he's your guy. Um, I think he, he gets it over Jake Wallman unless Wallman has a great camp. Um, but, yeah, uh, I –
0: Anybody anybody who gets uh, claimed anybody gets claimed by another team, they can they, they can't put them on their taxi squad. On
2: their squad. Right? It has yeah. to be
0: on their twenty three man roster. So right. so anybody so I guess when you expose somebody, uh anybody that, that plucks them off of waivers has to deem them good enough to make their twenty three man roster, so they have to play. Or at least, you know, be on the the Uh, healthy scratch in the uh, box at least.
1: I'm just going to give some advice to Bill here and also uh, some listeners if they're interested. Season 8, episode 69, we talked about Tyler Tucker and uh, the impressive reach that guy has made. He was a seventh-round pick, and uh, the belief is that he is better than that now. He has really improved his game since being drafted by the Blues. If you're interested, season 8, episode 69. We talked to Bernie Federko and somebody about Tyler Tucker. Marcus Boudelier of OHLnetwork.ca joined me, and we talked about Tyler Tucker. So if you are interested, seriously, in learning more about Tyler Tucker, he had some great insight on him and uh, very excited about the the future of this kid because, uh, yeah, seventh-round pick, and apparently he is uh, he really picked his game up after being drafted.
0: Uh, Puckeye fourteen in the YouTube chat says uh, Puckeye fourteen from the Teal Town USA podcast. Friends of the show, uh, Puckeye fourteen. Uh, when we discussed the uh, the Blues affiliate uh, in Springfield, uh, Massachusetts. So welcome to what the Sharks dealt with when we had our squad in Worcester, Massachusetts. So, or as some people like to say, Worcester, Massachusetts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we, had, uh, we, had, we had a team here. Uh, the, we had the Ice Cats in uh, Worcester yeah. back in the day. Yep, yep,
2: yep. and uh, when we dropped them uh, to go back to Peoria, that's when San Jose picked them up, which was the so, weirdest thing. Here's
0: my taxi squad: Kyrou, Costin, Prunovich, Mikola Isn't Hoffer the the third string goalie on this front? Hoffer's Hoffer. Third.
1: I mean, I I keep saying Gellys just because he's got slight NHL experience. But yeah, I not, guess Hoffer is probably next to your death chart.
0: Like, uh, yeah, well, I get, Gillies is also, he can be claimed. So there's that.
1: What about Evan Fitzpatrick?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I even studied them at length. So I, I assumed Hoffer was next in line, but
1: Hofer. I Hofer it's Hofer. Sorry, Hofer. But, um, but yeah, I believe uh, Evan Fitzpatrick is another guy who could possibly step in as a goalie, but a couple years old. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm fine with your list. That's probably what we'll see. I would imagine. I mean, unless Eris Brummenus is available, there was a Brummenus. Anybody? <laughs> Brummenus.
2: Eris Brummenus. It was uh, the uh, Curtis Sanford era, right? Um, yep. Yeah.
1: Defenseman. Played yeah. maybe five games for the Blues. Oh,
2: yeah, we're like 52 or some so, crazy number. Yeah, yeah,
1: not,
0: not making the connection. Sorry,
2: yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, what does anybody know? How's Eric Foley's health? Because he's a guy I... that I'm super excited. I didn't watch 10 hours of tape like somebody we know. Um, <laughs> Eight hours. I was super excited. <laughs> Eight hours, ten hours, something so like I'll that.
0: You, that's all day long. Was
2: super excited uh, for the Blues to get him another former Providence College guy like Jake Wallman, um, uh, who had great upside, but just you know he has uh, concussion issues. Um, but if if he's if he's healthy and he's still on his entry level, I yep. I put him on that taxi squad, have him available. He's way I exempt don't... as well.
1: I don't know if he's I mean from what I've heard he's had so many concussion issues that right. it's even questionable it if
2: he'll play hockey right. again. Right. Yeah. We're still playing him.
1: We'll see. <clears throat> um the
0: uh the league mentioned trying to make start times of uh some west coast games more friendly for the Midwest. Uh I know Blues fans have been particularly outraged. Uh well, I should say some Blues fans.
1: Excuse me. Uh, wild fans were for a while too when the rumor yeah, was that they were going to be joined there. And
0: I get it, um, but there's been a lot of talk. Blues fans upset about one of the West, upset about having late later game times uh, for a lot of these games. So, um, so with the first game being the last of a triple header on NBCSN, the Blues are getting a 9.30 central start time. This game is in Colorado, who normally they have 7 p.m., 7.30, or 8 p.m. mountain start times. So a 930 central start time to the best of my knowledge is later than the blues have ever played in Colorado, but that's strictly because of the, they're the third game of the doubleheader on NBCSN. So um, this, this could be an anomaly. They play a couple of games on NBCSN. I think it's two or is it four games on four. NBCSN? Four. <laughs> so they're, they're later tonight, but hopefully the league said they're going to try and schedule some games earlier uh, because we've got a lot of mouth of this season. So, We'll see how that goes. But, but it's interesting well, I mean, right off the bat that our games in Colorado usually are eight or nine o'clock, but yeah. now they're nine thirty. So it's so, the opposite direction. So,
1: first of all, I've seen Avalanche fans bitch about this too. Why is our team starting at eight thirty? It's it's the playoff discussion we've had for years now. Oh, like God. Why are the central teams getting the eight thirty starts? Happened last year. Uh, same thing in Colorado. Right? Yeah, I mean the, same the, thing here. In Colorado. Remember the
0: the bullshit but, we had last year with Vancouver. We we got, games in St. Louis are starting like it wasn't eight thirty, nine thirty in St. Louis. Well, not in St. Louis, uh, right, right, right. But, sorry, sorry, sorry. We had a home. home. We had a home team. Right. It was stupid. But anyway,
1: no, it's um, I will say, uh, I think on any other situation. If this was like Blues are in the Central, they're going to play the Blackhawks on opening night, and they're going to start at 9.30. People are going to be pissed. They're going to be like, alright, well, it's part of a triple header. This is just, this is a, to me, and, and we've said this a million times on this show. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for Bill, but for Kurt, I'll speak and say, we're Night Owls. We stay up anyway. We're going to watch these games. So, it, it, it personally, I um, I don't think that it's it's anything that we're that upset about. And there's other people like us, like-minded. But it does suck for a certain amount of people. And that's why I think it's okay for people to complain and be upset about it. Uh, you know, especially people who have kids that, that stay up to watch the Blues games. I mean, that's a late, late time. But anyway, it's it, and we've talked about this on the show. To me, all this says, yes, it is a triple-header opening night. You're going to have recent Stanley Cup champs on against a very good Colorado team. That is the last game of the night. That's a huge deal. But it screams tone deaf to me. And we've talked about this with the NHL before. They are so fucking tone deaf. All they think about is, well, if we have an East Coast game start at 6, we can have another game start at 7 or 7.30. We have another game start at 9.30. That's a triple header on NBC Sports. That's huge. That's what we want to do. Yes, that's great. But have two California teams play. I I know California sucks. These teams are not good right now. But it is so tone deaf to your St. Louis and Central Division fans, typical Central Division fans, that are looking at this and saying, what the hell? A 930? You said you're going to try and accommodate Central Division uh, people better by having earlier start times, but you're starting two normal Central Division teams at 9:30 on opening night. That's just a tone-deaf move by me. To me, by the NHL, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe are, I'm just being harsh, but I just think that's a terrible PR move by the NHL to do that.
0: What are the other two games going on? The letter. the triple letter. I don't even know. No,
2: actually, because All I. I mean, yeah, I, I'll i give them a pass for one game. You know, it, 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 it's, I agree, it, it is, it's tone deaf. It doesn't make sense for Central Division teams to be starting that late in their local time zone. But, I mean, overall, if, if you know, to me, I thought the bubble was super, super uh, successful in, you know, you, having, Early after you know mid afternoon start times. Why don't we continue to do that? We're not there. Aren't fans in these buildings, and there aren't going to be until at least March or April. So why don't you just schedule it earlier so that you don't have people, you know, who are having to stay up way past their bedtime to watch hockey? I, I, I mean, just I think why why do you why are you so married to a seven o'clock Eastern start time?
0: Yeah, well, the
2: I, I, I guess I, you or you're not.
0: I, I you know there's there's been a lot of people attacking uh, the folks outraged, the Blues fans especially, uh, that how vocal they've been, uh, upset, you know, annoyed, irritated, whatever, however you want to describe it about the late start times. But to be honest, uh, it, this has kind of like been compounded. Because if you go back to what we just touched on before, the playoffs last year, uh, it was a big deal that the the Blues playoff games against Vancouver, we got the latest of the fucking latest games almost every time. Uh, A couple times for no reason. It was just like, why can't we play again? Why? We were getting pushed back to 930. uh, A lot. And so that pissed off Blues fans. And then, so the offseason happens, and then... There's the realignment, and now we're in the West. So now, okay, Blues fans are kind of annoyed at that. What, what the hell's going on? Why are we in the West? That We're Dallas and Minnesota farther West than we are, but we're in the East. I don't get it. Uh, okay. And then the league says that they're going to give us, oh, some earlier start times to make up for the fact that we're in the West. And then the first game of the season is 930, which is later than we've ever played in Colorado again. Uh, so I think... A lot of the outrage is just compounded. Uh, frustration with the league, the NHL. Pe- people like to complain about stuff anyway. They'll, people yell at clouds for all kinds of stuff. Um, and there's always people complaining about the league, complaining about start times, complaining about this, that. I get it. But, uh, and like Bill said, this is, this is one game, it's the last game of a triple header. So let's not freak out about this. Let's see how the other games are scheduled. If they're if they're starting games a half an hour forty five minutes hour earlier than usual, when we're playing in L A. and San Jose and Anaheim, that's okay. That's that's good. I mean that's that's fine. But this is a different story. This is triple header. I, I think this is an anomaly. Hopefully it's an anomaly. Um, like but like Jeff said, I don't care. But I'll be up anyway. I'm watching the games. I'm up later anyhow. You know a game getting over at midnight. I don't go to bed until one or two anyway. At least if I got to work the next morning, I don't. I don't do it. So, that's me. So personally, I don't care. I, but I do understand completely why people that may have to get up at five or six or whatever early uh, are kind of annoyed. They they may not get to watch the whole game because they want to get a decent night's sleep. So I, I get it. I, and I, I don't like the outrage that certain people are having towards vocal blues fans about you know. The late start times because it, it's a legitimate complaint. It really is. I mean, it's. Uh, I think I, it is. I, I do. I. I mean, but again, for me personally, I don't care. But I understand completely why those may be upset with it because it's legit, and and also because of the fact that we seem to have been screwed. Eh. I mean, screwed in quotes, right? Uh, over the past, you know, since playoffs and then the divisional the alignment here and now and now this.
1: So. Yeah, I mean it's it's the it it's it's a mix of everything. It's the central division, again the, the typical central division, always getting the eight thirty starts, which is bullshit. Joe Cornville bitched about it when he was with the Blackhawks. I mean it's it, you get that, and then you get this, like you said, throwing us, and and then uh, Dallas. That was something uh, uh, Dallas people said was, you know, hey, we used to play in the Pacific Division, and that was bullshit, and I. I can see their complaints. I mean, they're they're a central time zone, too. So right. that does suck that so many of their games were, were held in Pacific time. Um, and now we're getting the taste of that this season. Granted, it's 56 games. And I don't like um, – I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Friend of the show, strongly, strongly, strongly love his radio calls. I think he does a great job. Chris Kerber. Yeah. He has been pretty vocal to Blues fans bitching about the 9:30 starts, and and I just have to say that I disagree. Again, I'm a guy who's going to step and watch every game, not going to miss one game this year, guarantee it. But come on, I mean, your job is to is to broadcast about the Blues and talk about the Blues, so of course you're going to be up for the games. What about the the, the guy who has to get up at 4:30 to get to his six o'clock a.m. start at his job? I mean, that sucks. Like, it's bad enough having to go to bed right after a big Blues win at 930. And, okay, I got to calm down and be asleep <laughs> for the next half hour 40 minutes. You know, that sucks. But now you're saying, hey, by the way, uh, yeah, you're going to stay up till midnight. 56 games this year. Uh, what? 25% of them at least are going to be starting at 930. At least that's the way it looks to Blues fans right now. I get every complaint about it. I think everyone has the right to complain. So Chris, we love you. You're a friend of the show. Great fucking guy. But I think it's time to, 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 to pull it back a little bit and understand why fans are pissed off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't get to dictate our emotions. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's... Yeah. Yeah. I... I have no other points than, you know, to say, you're absolutely right, Jeff. You know, this, it, it's ridiculous for, for, you know, people within the organization to, uh, you know, and, you know, if not paid by the organization, employed because of the organization to, to tell people how they should feel. Uh, am I glad hockey's back? Yes. Um, am I going to watch most of the games? I honestly don't know, but that's probably the next thing that we're going to talk about that's more impactful on that yeah. but don't tell us how to feel
0: uh, Fox Sportsman West uh, is currently not available on any streaming service and so that i mean you talk about being beyond frustrating um, they were on a number of them and now that they, they've slowly just left them all so uh, in but uh, but but uh, in 2019 Sinclair acquired the Fox Sports Net regional channels for 9.6 billion After Disney was forced to sell by the government, I'm assuming for monopoly reasons. Uh, So Sinclair Broadcast Group is launching a direct-to-consumer offering of local sports channels to allow sports fans to subscribe to the streaming service and watch their favorite team play without cable. Uh, So this is kind of a big deal. Uh, The move is targeting people. Who keep their cable only to be able to watch sports, local sports channels. And the streaming offering will let them get rid of the cable subscription and switch to the streaming service for yet unknown price. Uh, this first of its kind agreement with uh, incorporate will incorporate Bill's uh, Bally's gaming technology into broadcast on the channels and other Sinclair owned properties. Uh, would you guys be in on
2: this? There's so so much unknown to, to really say yes or no, but I'll say one thing, uh, Sinclair. Sinclair is the, the group that forces their broadcasters, like they own a ton of uh, local television stations across the country, and they write very um, one-sided political pieces and force their uh, broadcasters to read it verbatim uh, as if it is news you know, at least once a week, I, there, this was covered a lot uh, a couple of years ago on the daily show and Colbert, um, you know, that you watch different Sinclair broadcast stations, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they're, they're giving this, this exact same verbatim message every time. I've seen and, that. Yeah. Right. One political slant. It's disgusting. I think it's know.
0: funny. That it's like word for word too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I absolutely hate them for that. So when I saw that they were the ones that were acquiring, you know, uh, in the, uh, the antitrust, um, you know, to, to satisfy the antitrust uh, concerns for, for the sale to Disney, um, I I was pissed. And now, you know, I'm not, I don't know about you guys. I am not a gambler. I'm not a sports betting guy. So I, I, I don't have great hopes that this is going to be, you know, anything more than a way for them to sell people on gambling. Like I, I don't know. I, d- I don't have a FanDuel account. I don't do DraftKings. I I don't get the allure of of losing money because I have a good feeling that night. You know, I I've never never been that guy. So I'm I I don't think I would. And it's, I'm, I'm actually considering, you know, I, I switched, I cut the cable, um, you know, a year and a half ago, and, uh, I'm actually considering, uh, bringing, uh, Spectrum back into, into my house, which I never thought I would say.
0: Who uh, do you so have games. for internet, Bill? Spectrum. Okay. So, so and, and your phone, you have a home phone?
2: Uh, it's, I pay nothing for my home phone. Okay. So I,
0: I pay like, very little for my right. home phone, but it's, it's all bundled phone, internet and TV is spectrum. Right. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's actually substantially cheaper than they would be individually. So looking look into that. Yeah. I, that's what I have.
2: No, I, I I did, and and actually, I just I just saw that um, there there appears to be a streaming only option because that was the biggest thing for me. the The biggest reason why I cut the cord was uh, the equipment costs that Spectrum charged. It's like ten it's bucks like a DVR,
0: DVR or something, or, or yeah. yeah.
2: And now you can just opt for streaming, and it's only like twenty five bucks a month or something. That's actually going to be a lot cheaper, you know. And then we add in the other stuff that they. We have, but.
0: Yeah, they don't. I, I, okay, so my issue with this whole thing is the, on on the surface, this sounds fantastic, but I think with me, I, I I've got a TiVo here that I love that I, that I use upstairs, and I and I've got satellite TiVos that I'm going to like smaller ones that I'm gonna put on my other TVs uh, in the basement, so I, in the bedroom. So uh, if I were to go this route, I would have to ditch the TiVo because it wouldn't be compatible anymore. Um, and there's the I have questions too about all of this. So, um, like, uh, what's offered? How many simultaneous streams can you have at one time? Is there a DVR? Uh, will they have on demand? Uh, that kind of stuff. So I think I I love. I mean, I record every game, and I if I can't be watching the game when it starts, I like to you know put the kids to bed or whatever, and I'll watch the I'll, I'll catch up. How many times have I, have I said, "Don't text me." I, I, I'm radio silence. I'm catching up. I'm not. I'm not live TV yet. So that happens a lot. So the DVR is a, is a is a huge part of my life when it comes to blues games. So I'm uh and and again, I get. It depends how much this costs. To be honest, if it's if it's really cheap, then ooh, maybe I'll look into it. Uh, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I I. It's got to It's got to check off a lot of boxes for me to. To go that route um, I mean I know Jeff, you're a cord cutter, right? So would this yeah. interest you?
1: I mean it definitely interests me because I've every time that I'm like, oh, I should probably start gambling on sports, I'm like, well, I would have made this bet this best and this bet. I would be a freaking millionaire at this point because I'm always right, but of course I know once I start actually <laughs> making the bets it's gonna be different. but anyway I uh, I would be interested, but yeah, I'm a cord cutter. I stream 100%. um, You know, I got the uh, the Fox Sports Midwest app on my Roku TV. Um, I've got the NBC Sports app. Plus, I've got other means in case those don't work for whatever reason. So, I'm fine with just streaming and not worrying about whatever Fox Sports Midwest is doing or whatever the issues are here with uh, YouTube TV and all that. But... Yeah, I mean, if the if, if situation were different, I think I definitely would be interested because I, I've, I've always said I should at least give it a shot. But I, maybe I'm just scared, and I haven't yet.
0: <laughs> so another thing that's uh, happening this season is the uh, offside rule change, <clears throat> probably the most, the most notable rule change that we're going to deal with. So skates, a skate does not have to be on the ice to be onside. A player is offside when both skates are completely on over the entire blue line. Essentially the same concept as the goal line as far as the vertical plane goes. You know, puck crosses that vertical plane. It's a goal. Um, if the skate the skate has to cross that vertical plane completely before the uh, player is offside. So are you guys on board with this? Or do you think somebody brought up on Twitter that it could cause more injuries where a player is like flailing a skate like three, four feet up in the air trying to, oh, trying to cross that's... the plane? I'm just saying that's what was brought up.
1: Well, I'll say that I'm glad they're overturning the 2014 goal that uh, was caused with Yori Lateras skate. Yep they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna overturn that. So the Blues beat the Blackhawks in that series. So uh, <laughs> just saying. But no, I uh, um, I'm all for. I mean, this is something we've talked about this on the show nonstop for years. I think it's the right move. I mean, if the puck can be in the air. And you're going to have a, a call it not offside. Why can it not be escape? So I, I think that this is the right call, should have been made when they implemented the offside challenge. I'm glad to see they're finally catching up.
2: Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, you know, hopefully this will eliminate some of the stupid coaches' challenges that we've had over the years. You know, it's, it's nothing more frustrating than, you know, a, a play going on for what is the longest? It's been like a, there was some something, not this last, not in the bubble, but before the bubble, I think there was a play that was like close to a minute and a half of possession retained and got called back. Um, you know, the, the puck went in the net and they got called back. That's absurd. Like, it, it just doesn't, you know, just stupid for you know something that close you know to is the skate on the ice is it not on the ice what does it matter it's it's the plane um you know i i I think they they should have been smart and done this you know probably before the coaches challenge you know might have prevented the coaches challenge from coming into existence at least for that um But if you're going to use, you know, to to your point earlier, Kurt, if you're going to use the plane, the idea of a plane for the puck crossing, you know, the goal line is counting as a goal. Why not do that for a skate? It it never made any sense. Glad that they're rectifying it. Can't wait to see what the next thing we're going to bitch about is though.
0: I'm with you fellows. I agree. Uh, We're good, Jeff awesome um so the
1: uh, the... uh by the way I, i'm gonna blame my eight-year-old because he was messing with my switchboard earlier oh well that's it was fine
0: was, uh, it was fine up until it's about always the kid's fault. <laughs> it just it, it's always the kid's fault. it happened mid-show so uh yeah
1: um he came down here and was messing with it in the middle of the show that's oh, what it was
0: sure 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 right yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so the blues, the cap and the LTIR, uh, we've touched on a number of these things already, so, uh, we can probably glaze over this, but 81.5 million salary cap this season. Um, right now, according to cap friendly, friendly, the blues are currently over the cap by like 1.175 million with a roster of 21 players. Um, and we talked about what they could possibly do to, uh, get under that. And as far as Hoffman goes, um, so I think
1: they could probably they could probably buy out Dallas Drake. That's probably what they <laughs> they,
0: they still do. paying him?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: he doesn't have a Pieto contract, where they're
2: still paying him.
1: No, okay, maybe Jay McKee then. Maybe Jay McKee. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> we bought him out. We bought him out. bought him out. Yeah. So the, the first guy that ever got bought out by the Blues. So mm-hmm.
0: you're right. Yeah, first and only uh, by uh, uh, the Blues. Right? they that's the only person. Armstrong's never done
1: it. They bought out Dallas Drake. That was Armstrong? It was not Armstrong.
0: No. I was going to was... okay, that
2: was before.
1: Free Armstrong.
0: Okay, so oh, Armstrong has done, Armstrong has never.
2: It was Leary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God, that's message board fodder. Uh, So, hey, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Mike Hoffman signed a uh, PTO with the Blues personal tryout contract. I mean, do you hear about this? You
1: know what's funny is that it's eleven fifteen, and this is the title of the show. I know, <laughs> and we're getting to it.
0: <laughs> what's funny is that I, I actually had it earlier in the uh, in the in the online uh, teasers, and I and I didn't move it up on the outline, <laughs> so it's it's kind of buried here. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I I I haven't talked with you guys about this, but. We actually have not. Yeah, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this as far as uh, signing Hoffman and and any baggage that may or may not come with signing him uh, and, and what you guys feel about it. So, uh, so as far as him signing a PTO, I think we all know, understand that he's going to sign with the Blues. The PTO is a... Is a way to just get around the cap issues they have. They'll sign him and once that, the LTR kicks in. That's right.
1: been confirmed by right. big time reporters in the right. NHL too. Right.
0: They have a deal in place. It's 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 gonna. They will sign, but it won't be until after camp, uh, after the LTR kicks in. So um, he's a blue. Um, the PTO is just you know, formality. Formality, right? Exactly the exact word I was looking for. So. Um, you guys, uh, are you guys in favor of the Hoffman signing? Do you, do you want the blues to shy away from him or how do you feel about this?
2: Bill, go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm in favor of it. You need goal replacement uh, with Tarasenko being out uh, for, you know, the, the majority of the, the upcoming campaign. Um, and uh, there's no better available uh, score on the market. Um, then, then Hoffman, I mean, you, you added the, the heat map, uh, his finishing. And I I mean, that was the one thing I was going to ask you to add, and you already had it in the outline. (laughs) Just, I mean, the guy, the guy is money. Um, I mean, from, from a purely offensive perspective, and that's what I'm wanting from the player um, you know, one back check, you know, I'll be ecstatic. Um, but no, I, I, I I think, you know, this is, this is a, a win, you know, win, win, win kind of situation. Um, you know, you have the uncertainty of the market, you know, he's not looking for a long-term deal. He's not, he's not going to try to be Taylor Hall and force a long-term contract, uh, and then sign at the last minute, uh, with, you know, the highest bidder, he's looking for, you know, uh, a place to play and, um, you know, take in, you know, the contract and as Sheld- Sheldon apparently isn't a big fan of, uh, of the deal. Um, I think he's a big fan of the uh, Carlsons. Um,
0: oh,
2: but, uh, <laughs> But, uh, uh, no, I, I mean, I think from a, from a contract perspective, it makes a lot of sense, you know, bring him in for four to four and a half million. Um, you know, and the only, the only thing is it, it isn't a done deal. There is a risk that it could fall through. Somebody else could come along and he, we don't have exclusive negotiating rights. Um, somebody else could come along and offer him, a, you know, a, a big dollar deal, um, you know, if, if there was a, you know, a, a contender that, you know, maybe lost somebody in training camp, they, you know, that, that can force the blue hand, but, you know, with what we covered earlier, you know, the, the ultimate cap relief that we're going to have is seven and a half million. I think he'll be here. Um, I, I hope it's more the, the, the 4 million range, um, but overall, yeah, and- I, it's a good deal.
1: I'll add to Bill's comment about uh, if another team tries to sign him. I have to think that the way the business works for most NHL players is if he does if, if he shows up in Blues Camp and you know plays the way we think he will and another team sees him and says, hey, you know what? Hoffman looks pretty good. Let's offer him five million because apparently the blues are only at four to four point5. I would hope that Hoffman would look at the blues and say, Hey, I just got an offer for $5 million from Team XYZ. Just want to let you know before I sign it, in case you guys want to try and top it. Um, and, you know, not saying the Blues would, but I'm saying to at least have that option would be huge. I want to say that happened with, we're totally pulling a name out of the ad here, hat here. I think it was uh, Daniel Cleary. I believe that happened with him once. He was in a, a contract situation with uh, Edmonton, I think. And then the Red Wings, his old team, came calling, and he said, "Oh, see you later. I'm going to Edmont- I'm going back to Detroit." And Edmonton was like, "What the fuck?" So I, I don't think that's going to happen here with Hoffman. I hope not. But either way, um, bring him in for a PTO. I don't think there's there's. I always say this every year, even when they signed Bissonette, uh Ryan Whitney. How funny is that? The two guys from
0: Chicklets. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't. I think I just put that together. But those two guys come to mind. Why not? Bring in anyone you can on a PTO, and if they show up and play great, hell, that's a guy that nobody else was looking at. So Mike Hoffman, yeah, bring him on a PTO, and I think he understands that he's going to make some money here, so he's more than happy to come here. Plus, he's going to win a cup here. Um, Well, (laughs) so confident. He's got a very good chance at winning a cup here, and this is a good team. It's not Nothing against Florida, but Florida was always a fringe team. Even with the the departure of Petro, this is still a Stanley Cup contender. And I think that excites him. And I think that uh, four to four and a half million. Yes, we're going to talk here about possible locker room issues here. But you got to think that that was years ago. If there really was anything, hopefully he's moved on from it. Hopefully his wife has moved on from it. And hopefully it's something that... And it, just knowing hockey players that I have my entire life, it's something that as long as he steps into the locker room and and doesn't show that he still feels that way or whatever that he's you know doesn't bring it up, it's not a big deal anymore. No one's going to give a shit as long as you're out on the ice giving it your all. That's you, all your teammates are gonna ask of you.
0: You got static again. Just last couple seconds <clears> there. <throat> Uh, div by zero on the YouTube chat says, uh, I love the signing. I just hope the, uh, Berube system doesn't expect him to grind. We need his scoring touch, not another grinder. And Patrick day says a uh, solid signing 30 goal score fills in a top six player minutes and line combo. I agree with both of those things. And what I want to add to this is that, uh, this costs us nothing aside from money. Uh, we didn't trade anyone right. to get him. Uh, this is not, this is a extremely low risk. Extremely high reward situation. Um, there, there's a, a ton of great offensive players in the NHL who aren't great defensively. The knock on Hoffman is he's not great defensively. Uh, Tarasenko is one of them, and we talked about. Uh, you rarely hear anyone call him out for poor play in his own zone because he's just I and mean, he plays well offensively. So that's, that's his role. Um, uh, wanting somebody to be fantastic offensively and fast, fantastic defensively, is going to cost you 10 million a year? So I mean you, you I mean for we're getting Hoffman for what reportedly approximately 4 million or so a year. Uh oh my god. Uh you that's that you you can't that's he's going to be the best bargain on this team probably. Um assuming he plays as advertised. So um Hall wasn't a good defender either in his time here. So uh, neither was Oates, and they're in the Hall of Fame. So take that for what you will. Uh, I, I did share that Hoffman uh, finishing chart uh, from two thousand eleven to two thousand twenty. Um, it's shared by uh, the uh, uh, hockeyviz.com, uh, at Ineffective Math on Twitter. Um, it's it, you look at this map, and he's, he's a he is a stud in the offensive zone. He finishes that's what he does. Um, that's why he makes his money. So uh, it's it's all red <laughs> he's in the offensive zone. So uh, and red is very good it's all dark red, which is even better. So um, if you take a look at uh, com and look at uh, 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 Mike Hoffman's finishing stats are are quite impressive. So if you're having doubts about his offensive abilities, but uh, we, uh, Jeff mentioned the, uh, the, the Mm. locker room issues or the, the side story crap that, uh, that a lot of people talk about when they talk about Mike Hoffman and his fiance, uh, Monica Carrick. So, I assume everyone knows that she was accused of, of cyberbullying uh the uh, Carlsons uh, about when they had their, their stillborn baby uh, a, number, a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Um, it was a big deal. Um, I mean, that's a huge accusation to say that someone's making hateful comments towards somebody else. in a, in a time like that, it's just a shit thing to do. Right. So um, there, and I think a lot of people think that she is guilty of this. Um, just because she was accused of it. But I don't think anybody or a lot of people have done any type of research or know the details on it. So uh, here's what you need to know about this. There has never been any proof provided that Carrick did what she's being accused of doing, which is making hateful, uh, hateful, hurtful online comments towards the Carlsons pertaining to their stillborn baby and comments stating that she hopes someone takes out Carlsons' knees and ends his career. The Carlsons refused to provide the proof that she says she, that Mrs. Carlson says she has uh, that this was Monica doing the accusations, right? Doing the 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 uh, uh, hateful comments. So they've only said we know it's her. So in an attempt to clear her name, Miss Carrick filed a Norwich order, which would have forced the Carlsons to show the proof that they have uh, accusing Monica of this stuff. But a judge said that that's none of the court's business, so the judge denied the request, the requested order. So nobody seems to know. Nobody seems to know about the the Norwich Order stuff, and that's a huge deal in all this because uh, the Carlsons were asked a number of times to provide uh, by uh, uh, Carrick a number of times, like, "What info do you have? Why are you accusing me of this? What proof do you have? Let me see this," and they would never show. They didn't show what it was. All they said was, we know it's her. So, you know what, uh, to me, and, and that's where it ended, because if the Norwich order was not uh, uh, not approved by a judge, then that's where it ends, because then the Carlsons don't have to divulge what they know, and then it's just, it just dies. It's just a, you know, it's an it's a online harassment thing that no one's pressing charges for. So, it, to me, the Norwich order and the refusal of the Carlsons to share any info they have, and to take it to court uh, seems to imply that Miss Carlson's, I, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to like accuse anybody of anything, but to me, it implies that she's lying. It seems like she's, I mean, or why wouldn't you, okay, you're accusing somebody of this terrible thing. Where's the proof? Oh, I have it. I'm not going to show it to you. Uh, no, I just know. And I'm like, really? Uh, so you're going to like, that's weird to me. That I don't, you're innocent to proven guilty. Right. So I don't know. It makes you wonder if Miss. I mean, if Miss Carlson is the crazy one,
1: uh, yeah. Right? I, I mean, in a way, I, I will say that in this situation, because I, I actually was kind of glued to this because I thought there's a chance Hoffman will come to the Blues after leaving Ottawa. You know, instead he went to San Jose and then went to Florida, um, and uh, which San Jose never even played a game for. Uh, they traded him pretty much yeah. right away, and I, um, I thought. You know, maybe uh, the thought where there's smoke, there's fire. Maybe there's something there. I don't know. I don't I, I don't know any of these people personally. But clearly, there is a dislike between Eric Carlson's wife and, at the time, Mike Kaufman's – I believe she was the fiancé at the time. Still, still is. Still fiancé? Okay. Um So I don't want to say the Carlson's are crazy. The Hoffman's are, are nuts, whatever. I don't know. We don't know the whole story, but I will say that, that, you know, that is something in the back of my mind as a red flag of, is there going to be an issue here in St. Louis? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it seemed like in Florida, Mike Hoffman had no issues. Uh, It seemed like from what we all heard now, granted, Ottawa is a little bit more of a fishbowl in Florida in terms of media coverage, Um, but it seemed like he got along with his friends uh, or teammates and they all became friends. And it seemed like uh, he got along with the coaching staff. So there was no issues. So I'm hoping the same thing happens here, but I will say, you know, just again, that, that uh, idiom of there's where there's smoke, there's fire does make me a little nervous about it. So we'll see.
0: I think, I think the fact that, that Hoffman's fiance was demanding, to, know, to see the reasons why she was being accused and took it to court to try and get that information, to try and get them to reveal that information as to why they thought she was doing this. And then the Carlson's refusing to provide that information at all and to let it go all the way to court to, and to have the courts force them to release that information. To me, that 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 is that is a huge, like... What? Something's wrong here. Something's wrong and I'll, with this. And because I'll say that if even, you if you're accusing somebody of this, you and it's a serious accusation, and you say you have the evidence, then show it. Give it to her. Give it to somebody. Give it. I mean, give it to whatever. I don't know. But but to to refuse to reveal it, you come off as a liar. I, I'm I don't know for whatever reason. Even, I don't know.
1: Even though Kurt and I kind of disagree slightly here. I will add that I think that second chances are important to anybody in any industry, anywhere. And, um, so I think again, Mike Hoffman getting that second chance in Florida, we haven't heard a, a freaking single word about anything happening. Um, I think more than enough explains that he's probably not a locker room issue. And, I mean, we'll see, but and
0: I don't, think issue. Sh- she may very well have done all this. We don't, I mean, we don't know. I'm not saying she's innocent, but based on what I've, you know, read as far as the, the going to court and stuff and, and about how, who wouldn't do what and who, you know, um, I just, it, it makes me want to side with her because she's been, I, I just, I, again, innocent until proven guilty. And to, to, to withhold that information, I think, uh, just makes me want to say, okay, well, if you're not going to prove it, then I'm going to side with being innocent because I don't, I, I don't know. She may have done it. I don't know, but prove it to me. That's, that's my, that's where I stand.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it could just be that the Carlson's, you know, that the, the proof could have, you know, and, and maybe this just would make a, a great, uh you know, lifetime movie someday. (laughs) Um, But maybe, maybe the, uh, you know, the, the proof uh, here, you know, would require her to, uh, you know, give some kind of, uh, you know, something that makes her look not great too. Um, So maybe that's why they didn't do it. You don't know. Um, But, you know, you know, St. Louis, you know, bringing him here for a shortened season you know, I I I don't know that I you know, if, especially if Tarasenko gets healthy, that he's going to be here for more than a year. Um, I don't think that the, you know the the risk is going to be that much. You know the this I don't know. You know I don't have any insight into the social life of uh, Blues Wags. Uh, in the pandemic era but i would expect that there's you know it it it's not going to be as busy as say a, a regular season where you know you're you're you know having all kinds of get togethers and planning all kinds of uh you know uh, charity events uh around town i mean it's it's going to be a, a pretty you know Low level year for that kind of thing, so I, I think there's less risk, if there's any risk at all, uh, to that. That's my take.
0: Yeah. So the, I mean, the locker room cancer thing. I mean, you, I mean, I know Hoffman wasn't uh, apparently directly involved with the accusations. It's it was it was his fiance, but um, so I mean, I, I don't, I don't. There's. I think the reports of locker room um, cancers, quote, uh, is something that uh, typically comes from fans, uh, and uh, and it's interesting because fans aren't in the locker room uh, necessarily. I mean, they kind of go by stories and rumors and and uh, and whatnot that they hear. Um, we've heard rumors about uh, Steen, Petrangelo, Hall, you know, Shanahan, Oates, be, all being locker room cancers, um, but you know, they're all like. Uh, hall of fame type players or, or, or great players. So, um, and the one cups. So, uh, I don't, I never buy into locker room cancer stuff when it comes from fans necessarily. Uh, if it's coming from players or coaches who were in the locker room, that's different, completely different story. But, uh, the social media stuff with the whole, uh, you know, read message boards and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, yeah. I'm well, screen salt kind of thing you, for me.
1: You guys never heard anything that was an actual, like serious personal, like, like there was never like a, a locker room fight between Carlson and Hoffman, right? No, like we never no. heard anything about that. Yeah. No. So from from what we heard, I mean, it, it seemed like they. I mean, I'm sure there was some animosity, but it was probably that they just avoided each other. It was just Carlson didn't talk to Hoffman, Hoffman didn't talk to Carlson. I'm sure that's what it was for the remainder of that season until they both got moved. And again, it has nothing. I mean, maybe it had nothing to do with Hoffman. Maybe. I mean, there's even a possibility here. And again, I'm not, I'm just totally speculating. It was his fiance that did all this. And Mike still, to this point, has no idea that it was actually her.
0: Could be. Yeah.
1: We don't know. Could Nobody be. knows what the real story is here. So
0: My, Mike's fiance yeah. could be a total nut job <laughs> that yeah. he isn't aware of yet. Or it could be blind. You know, people are, you know, you're blind to the situation that they're like the closest person to the person. So, um, or, or it could be the Carlson's too. Carlson's wife could be a nut job. I, I mean, granted, I think a lot of the wives sided with the Carlson's in the situation, uh, the player's wives. Um, so and maybe, uh, Carrick, you know, Hoffman's fiance just was not well liked. And maybe that's why people kind of sided against her in this we don't standoff. Well, we, don't know. You know what? we don't know. We'll never know. No, no, we won't. I don't think so. But, uh, Like I said, uh, I think with what I've read, I think I'm just siding with, you know, prove it to me. I'm not a Missourian. I'm on the Illinois side, but, you know, show me. Right. So,
1: yeah, show me. Show me. I'm on the Missouri side. Uh, Let's see. uh, uh, Let's see. Puck guy 14 should make the eight games against our teams. Interesting. Hoffman tried start. Hoffman tried start something in their only game. Uh, uh, so I'm guessing. Okay. So last year, against the sharks. I guess Hoffman tried starting something against the sharks. Maybe he didn't like uh, being uh, a shark report. for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he didn't. Uh, <laughs> Blue note. So, so Buckeye 14. While we got you on here. Uh, was it against Carlson specifically, or was it against just the sharks is what I want to know. Uh, Blue note fan report says, Hey guys, I interviewed Darren Pang today, and released said on my page today. Is also my oh, it's his fifty-second birthday! Hey, guy, happy birthday, buddy! I uh, hope you have a good one, and I hope that uh, I hope the Blues can bring another cup here soon. <laughs> uh, me too.
0: Um, div by 0 on the YouTube chat says in defense of the fans here, the Senators did nothing to refute the rumors uh trading both players. So,
1: that's true. That's a good point.
0: You know, the, the Senators, uh, yeah, they did that and um not the best run organization either. I'll say that. They got like a they got a lot of cap space. It's like 10 million, 8 million. Hmm. <clears throat>
2: So like there, there we should be worried about signing Mike Hoffman. I don't think so.
1: <laughs> uh, Puck guy fourteen. He says against Carlson in Florida, first shift they played. Carlson was out the year they were traded in eighteen nineteen.
0: Yeah, that's huh. right. Okay, well there's a there's a backstory there. So
1: I, that's something to watch out for. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I mean again you think about it this way. I mean, let's say Bill and I are playing each other in a hockey game and Bill's lady said something about a stillborn that I had. Guess what? I'm probably going to be a little mad at Bill. So, I mean, whether it's true or not, if, 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 you know, if it was believed or not or whatever, I can see why there's some animosity between those two because the Carlsons did accuse Hoffman of doing that. So of course my coffin's probably got some animosity towards the Carlsons whether it's true or not.
0: Uh up next for the Blues January 13th 9:30 p.m. Central in Colorado. So there's that.
1: We got God, uh, I'm so pissed about that. 9:30. Fuck.
0: <laughs> 2 weeks from now, 2 weeks from tonight. So looking forward to that. And you know, well we got Puck 5, Puck guy 14 in the youtube chat uh looking forward to eight games against the sharks as well so maybe we'll have to oh yeah at some point this season maybe we'll have to do something i don't know post game pre-game the, bet wager, the, whatever
1: i think i think we've got a bet coming for let's let's say the the season series we should have a bet there wins the season series that's my call yeah. right now but hey uh i'll add that uh, next week folks i'm um, Going to speak for Curt and Bill here and say that we will be back live, right?
0: Most likely. Uh, I think so. Kind of,
1: kind of a season like a season outlook show. Yeah. Um, and then the week after that, there's potential that we could do a uh, pre-game show. Otherwise, I'm sure we'll do one either the night before or the night after the game uh patrick day says live cast for the
0: colorado opener maybe we can sneak in like a little bit of a pregame on that that's a 9 30 start maybe we can do something before that
1: i don't think we could probably start at you know 830? 8 30 7 30 something like that 8 30 30
2: yeah all okay. right yeah we could, take, we could take these lemons and make lemonade and do a pregame show.
1: <laughs> that's right. It, so.
0: it does open an opportunity for a few more pregame shows that we could possibly do if we wanted to. So uh, that's, that's, that's on the table. So we might do that.
1: Patrick Day, by the way, I think joined us for the first time last live show. So uh, good to have you back, Patrick. Thanks for joining us again.
0: Oh, uh, support for... Are we done? I think we're done. Yeah. I think we're done. Uh, we're done.
2: Adam Wonderful. Gold added
1: a comment on Facebook. Uh, Adam, a, a good friend of the show, just celebrated a birthday, he just bought a house. Congratulations to Adam. Wow. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, he celebrated a birthday and bought a house on the same day. Good that's for cool. him. So, when's the uh, housewarming party? Huh? Hmm? That's what I was wondering, Adam. Come on, live. We could have a live show from Adam Gold's uh, house. Let's let's do it from his wine cellar. I'm sure it's huge. Oh, that'd be amazing. (laughs) Uh, He says, "No David Ayer stories this year. 2021 is starting off comparatively worse than 2020." You know what? They're they're coming to the show. Congratulations, Adam. (laughs) All
0: right, Uh, support for Let's Go Booze Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. Your balls will thank you. That will wrap up episode 16 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Booze Hockey podcast, Let's Go Booze Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Have a safe and happy New Year's Eve, everyone. For Jeff Ponder and Bull Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues.
1: Let's go Blues. Don't drive if you're drinking, and let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanus Sport at the War Memorial
2: at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well.
1: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers.
2: I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well,
0: there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St.
1: Louis Blues, St. Louis
2: Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues.